Okay, here we go. Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some Prince Churchill. Tom. Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, everyone out there in Radio Land. Welcome to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. We are here broadcasting live on this, the final Saturday of the month of September in the year 2019. I can't believe I'm saying that already. And with me, of course, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe. Good morning. And Paul. Hi. Hi, Paul. You don't seem excited to speak to me this morning. No, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay. Why do you make such a big deal about the date when we start a show? I, you, that you can't believe that it's it's the last Saturday in September 2019. Well, he like, couldn't he, believe it last week, so I, what makes you think yeah. he'll believe it this week? But I'm saying every week he's like, oh my God, I can't believe what time of the year it is. I can't believe it's that day. Is Life there a problem with that? He, he yeah, says that in the does. third week of January. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. It's, already, it's already the January of 2019. So, hey, oh, wow. I can't believe the holidays are over. Wow. Look at the time flies. It's I mean, it's just filler. Yeah, well. Yes, because I'm trying to do a filler opener with fodder. So well, what would you like me to do? I don't know. Something other than that. I'm the producer. I'm putting my foot down. I don't like that. Then give me content, and I will give it, and I will utter it. take over the intro of the show. You know, I think we did talk about this. You should try and we it tried it. it. Were you terrible? It wasn't that I was terrible. There was nothing for Adam to, to do? do. Wow. I don't, I'm sorry, I don't Adam. So. I, I think next week you should you, try. If I, you would like, I will just leave. Next week I'm not here. I'll just go. I, oh, this is the, month, this is the month you're not here? <laughs> the, for the third month in a row? Listen, man, I got a family. I got, you know, I'm still producing the show. I just can't be on air. You barely produce it when you're here. Oh, here we go. I probably do a better job producing it when I'm actually not here because I'm making up. For the fact that I'm not around, so I feel kind of guilty. Yeah, right. I don't want to let I, I don't want to let you down. I think the next time you're here, you should take the helm of the show. We could try. See how that works. I don't out. mind, that's but fantastic. I think that that's upsetting him. That like, if you look at him, look him in the I, eyes I right really now. I don't think he cares. No, he does. I do. You I, want, what would you like me to do? I will sit here and happily make uh, <laughs> random remarks if that's what you would like. <laughs> so uh, apparently, a lot of our. Uh, a lot of our listeners like when he talks about the date. Ronnie Heisha says that he loves the friggin' date. So. Well, there you go. Now. I like See? it. Just, Thank you. I always, I always said Paul does not connect with our It's with bad our fans. radio etiquette to do that. Like, oh, look what day it is. Paul, oh, my God. You know, we had this discussion last night in our it pre-show also, meeting. Paul, Paul <laughs> here thinks we go. he produces like a Fox Network television <laughs> show. You know, his standards and expectations of what he wants is just like ridiculous. You should. You know, we're like a too big. You should like, work for the job that you want. We're a podcast that airs yeah. on Facebook. Facebook. You should yeah. work for the job that you on want, not Facebook. for the job that you have. I have the job I want. Uh, well, I don't need to work for it. Okay, I meant me. Not that I'm not that I'm looking to I, go anywhere else. If, but if I, you're I really like doing elevate. that, you're doing nobody's a terrible hired, job. Yeah, nobody's hiring you. You can barely produce this show. <laughs> I'm not saying I get another job. I'm just you, saying I want to produce. Like first a, off, you have too many weddings. Mm-hmm. It's you'd just never, this you'd year. Never, yeah, okay. It's just this year. That's baby showers. That follows the wedding. I don't go to baby showers. I'm a dude. You go where your wife tells you to go. Um, yeah. 
And I got news for you, baby. Showers these days are co-ed. I've been to one that is co-ed, I and I will never go. go again. I don't, but if your wife says go, you're going. Not true. Psst, Not so true, true, man. So I true. call I'm the king of my castle. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. I will get your wife on the phone right now, and she will She's very busy right now. She can't. And she will she tell me talk. that, yes, she will direct you to go to any baby shower she wants you to. It, the, if you had my wife's number, I'd if be very upset. If your wife tells you to do the hokey pokey, you would do the hokey pokey. I dude. like the hokey pokey. There you have it. Turn mm-hmm. yourself around, man. Yes. yes. Steph, text me later. We'll talk about text this. Text me later? Why do you have Stephanie's phone number? What are you, jealous? It's just weird. Do you really have Stephanie's cell phone number? I have her cell phone number. You do, but that's a different situation. <laughs> What's different <laughs> because about Because your wife, your wife had it. That's how you got no, it. No, it's not how I got it. <laughs> How did you get my None wife's your business, cell phone number? But I didn't get it from my wife, and I don't think my wife has your wife's she cell does, phone. She does. They text sometimes. Oh, do they? Okay. I mean, I could be lying. I, I thought they did. I don't know if they do. They talk somehow. My wife doesn't text with anybody. She so does that not me, seem like a texture. She doesn't, man. Yeah. I, I could text her something like three weeks later. She still hasn't seen it. Oh, is she the person that, like, no. like Vinny, that calls you as soon as you text them? No. She oh, okay. just doesn't even look at them. That's weird. She, she just wants to call and talk. She just doesn't look at it. The phone will ping and she just ignores yeah. it. Well, maybe that's, that's just why, you. That's why my... No, that's everybody <laughs> who knows my wife. That's why she's not my emergency contact. Oh, yeah. Absolutely wow. not. Never whoa, whoa, will whoa, be. whoa. Hold on. Who's your emergency contact? Not my wife. You won't say who... Is it Adam? I can't remember who it is. Is I, it Adam? No. no, no. <laughs> it, it, it was Ron before he moved into Argentina, but no, it's not my wife. My wife's not my emergency... If my wife's my emergency contact, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm just dead. So DOA. who calls and tells your wife that you're in the hospital if you have an emergency? Who? <laughs> anybody? Your emergency mm-hmm. contact? I got a better shot with anybody. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Colin, you might be his emergency contact and not yes. just know it. It could <laughs> still be Ronnie. I don't know why I ever changed it now that I'm thinking about it. I would it. assume that it would be Adam because there's not like he's going to be busy. At Adam any would time. be a more reliable mer- emergency contact. He I, does pick up the phone every time it goes off. Adam, listen, I've called Adam like 11.45 at night just to like leave a voicemail to like ream him about something he did wrong. And he'll answer. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm rehearsing what I'm going to leave on this voicemail, right? And he'll go, hello? I mean, like he will, <laughs> and you know, you know when he sees that phone ringing at 11.45, it's not going to be a good call. And he will still pick up. <laughs> Better to get it out of the way now than in the late I do the have future. to commend him on that. He does not duck a call no matter what. That's good for you. I duck calls all the time like it's my job. Well. Not I'll, from you, of course. I'm a better person than you are, Paul. He's he's a bad liar, so he doesn't even try. He'll, he'll lie by omission. He just won't tell you stuff. Right. I mean, he just like won't bring it up at all. But That, you know, that, like, that brings up an argument I'll, him I'll and I have been having. I'll call him at 1030 and be like, hello. I'm like, dude, you should well, be here half an hour ago. I overslept. Like, he wouldn't even see, like, oh, my boss is calling me. It's 1030. Let me act oh like awake. Yeah, make some story. No, I overslept. <laughs> Well, he does usually work till late, the 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 wee hours of the night. Okay, when? I mean, he may have a bourbon in his the hand last while two he's times doing he it. was late. It was on a Monday. He was off Sunday. Well, football. Oh wow! Well, I'm not saying there's not a plausible reason why he didn't oversleep. <laughs> I mean, but you know, it's definitely not he worked late. Anyway, I didn't know ex- he had hours. Anyway, it's going to be an exciting edition of uh, KMA Talk Radio today. Uh, Louis Cuevas of Casa Cuevas Cigars is here. Uh, nice again. So, Louis, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure being here. Thank Absolutely. You we had him on once before. Yeah, but like three months after they actually initiated the brand. It's got to be three years ago, right? Two Just years? about two years and maybe three months ago. Okay. Like yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's been a bit. Did you come in the studio or did you call in? No, I came in the studio, there. but it wasn't here. This yeah. was not the studio that you guys used at that Yeah, point. we were over at uh, it was, uh, the old one. one. Yeah, the old one. Uh, yeah. This is a... Uh, 
a little bit of an upgrade. Yeah. A little bit. S- soon to be an even bigger upgrade. Soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God willing. I, I, uh, I'm thinking, what are we now, uh, October pretty much? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking before the end of November is a good possibility. I can't wait. Yeah. I like it. If my people give me the right equipment specs, we'll oh, speed here we the go. process along. But you, know. you, you ask for what, what we want to make it the best thing possible. So I come up with that, and then you say you have unrealistic expectations. That's what you do. Give me your okay. dream and tell me what would make this the best show ever, and then tell me, then tell me, well, you're you're thinking too big. Hang on, I have to beat my head against. The I'm not desk. having a discussion again. We had it for about an hour and a half last night. I'm not having the discussion again. No, please, Paul, what, Colin, please give me the shut up, there's, Paul. There's a difference. <laughs> shut up, Paul. There's a difference between don't buy the nine ninety five mics at the dollar store. And buying an eighty thousand dollars soundboard because you're afraid that people who don't would never even realize the variance in the slight quality <laughs> control of the sound might pick it up. I'm just thinking. I mean, you're like extreme left or extreme right. There's no middle with you. I'm thinking big. Uh, okay. That's, I think the studio is big. I like it. I, I think it is. It's going to okay. be awesome. Well, right. I'm excited. I figure if I ask for too much, that you'll give me what we need. I'm Thank you, sir. You, I'm, I'm going to give you exactly what you need, regardless. So once again, yes, sir. Please shut up, Paul. <laughs> shut up, Paul. Thank you. Shut up, Paul. But you don't even shut know up. what you need. Shut We're up, having this Paul. big debate like last night. You know, guys aren't even both of you aren't even sure what exactly. We you have need. an idea, but we did say that we need help. Yeah. Yeah, well, get it, get it. We are. Right. Adam's working on it now. Did Brian, Brian say he's got a guy? Yeah, yeah. He's coming yeah, to the KMA good. meeting next. Uh, sound engineer next uh, Thursday, I think. Brian's gonna have him Are come we to having a KMA. a KMA meeting on Thursday? Oh well, I when Brian ran this by me at nine o'clock at night last night, I said, "Yeah, I guess I we could. I guess I think I could make it Thursday. Actually, <laughs> that's yeah. fine. I just won't be there for the for the show. <laughs> that's you know oh, what a loss. <laughs> oh no, crap! Darn. Well done, Colin. Well done. Yes. Anyway, it's been a fun and exciting week. If you haven't been uh, hanging out in the news, of course. Uh, I, I dude, I'm so tired of the news, man. Yeah, so would you like to go into that? I don't your know. Overall Which part? Um, your fact that you are over the news in general. Just over the news. I'm tired of it. I mean, soapbox alert. They spent the last Aim four years. I, I don't even know. I don't even. I stopped even trying to understand, right? Because there's just no point. But, you know, how many times are you going to try to impeach this president? I mean, the, Repub- the Democratic Party has just spent the last four years doing nothing, achieving nothing but trying to impeach this guy. I mean, I can't. And it's funny because every time you listen to them, you think, "Oh, this guy's going to be gone. He's mm-hmm. done." And then nothing ever happens. Well, I mean, that's politics in general, where everyone's always saying, well, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." What point is, nothing they, happens. They always claim to have a. I mean, listen, I'm not defending Trump. I, 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 in this situation, I don't even know because I didn't even want to read about it. But every time you listen perceptually, they always have the smoking gun. It's over. Mm-hmm. We got him, and then nothing happens. At what point does it just not become embarrassing? Uh. <laughs> Well, you, you have, I, I just you, think they look You, you would bad. think these people would have, you know, actual shame and or loss of emotional you know, we were talking. We were talking about this last night on, on, on whether or not, like, he really wants to be president at this point, right? right? And that, you know, had they just shut up and let him serve his four years, he probably wouldn't have ran again. He's going to go back to his billionaire lifestyle, yeah. going back but and forth to Mar-a-Lago. Open, open up the biggest presidential library ever yeah. in New York yeah, somewhere. There, there's no way this guy's not going to run again now. There's just no way. They, they've they made it happen because if he doesn't run, if he doesn't run, then it'll look like they beat him out of office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he can't live with that. No, that he won't live with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just propagating this so much worse. I'm tired of it. 
I mean, do you even know? All I know is, I mean, the best post, I just, it was a simple post, but some guy says, Donald Trump keeps punking the Democrats, you know? Right, they think that he may have, he may have planted this. They think he leaked this on purpose because it's going to, like, unravel on Biden, who, by the way, we had a thing last night, right? Because I don't know how this guy is still in politics. I don't know how, how the Democratic Party... On any level. Have not distanced have himself. Not distanced Run him out like a witch hunt, <laughs> yeah. right? And here's the perfect example. We're sitting having our meeting last night, and Paul is telling me how, <laughs> oh, no, I think Biden's a cool guy. I'm like, what? He seems like a fun guy. He seems, you know, well, nice, So do funny. most pervs and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, on the outside, they all seem like fun. Until it gets a little too touchy-feely with the wrong person. But I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, so pervs. I'm having this conversation with him, and, you know, Paul texts me sometimes in his fa- proud fatherhood moments because he feels I could relate to him, which, you know, I do. So oh, I know boy. his parental things are, his parental senses are kicking in now, right? <laughs> Thinking as a father, as a yeah. parent. So he's telling me how cool, I said, are, are, you, are you nuts? So I start Googling every compilation video of Biden, and all we did was cringe for 20 minutes in the office Yeah, it was, it was bad. I, I had not seen 90% of those. I saw like one or two, and... If those are all real, that is What do you disgusting. mean they're How real? are they not real? I, come on, there dude. There is video from the Paging common sense. <laughs> come on. I mean, no, no. They are real, and you know it. You know it. Listen, CGI can do a lot of CGI. things. It's not CGI. CGI Get can do a lot out of things. right now. <laughs> no. no. It is creepy. It is weird. It is so creepy. It's not just hair sniffing. It's rubbing <sighs> kids' faces. It's going in two or three times on a child. Getting it's, under the armpit and putting yeah. your yeah. Under the armpit, armpit and putting oh. your hand on a child's yeah. breast. I'm not making any of this the up. The under the armpit thing is really I weird. I wish we were making this up. I'm telling you, Paul was watching this. This was his response the whole time. Ready? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I didn't see that. Oh, I never saw that. I'm telling you, anybody out there who thinks this guy shouldn't be in jail, Mm -hmm. let me know. Because I just can't feather. Because as a parent, that grosses me out. Because yeah. if that was one of my kids, I'd be in jail right now. Yes. I would so be in jail. I would cold Do you think his... you could get to him in he time? Would, Do you think in the secret chicle... service oh, would take you down first? No, no, no. If the, uh, well, if I'm standing next to my daughter that he's fondling, yeah. Yes. You could get to him? Absolutely. You get to him? He's standing right next to me. I don't me. know. Secret service is 10 feet away. Yeah. You turn around I mean, and clock I mean, him. That's I mean, it. I don't know. Listen to me. I may not get I'm a second punch in. Yeah. You may get at least one. He'd be picking his chicklets up off the floor. I'll tell you that much. They are very white and big teeth. I'm telling you. his. His, his veneers no are way big. His parents, his parents are Those so, veneers are going out the window. And these parents are so delusional because they're so like enthralled that they're meeting the vice president. They don't care. They, they're watching this guy like fondle and grab. And how many times consistent in mm-hmm. every video, right? The parents are right there. Not the parents right there, but he grabs the kid. Yeah. And then he manhandles the kid. Yep. Right? And they're trying the to parents, get away. The parents are trying to walk next to him for the photo, and he will grab the child three little, people away. Little child. Pull her in. Oh, and it's the standard pose. Stand in front of me so I can put my hand on your shoulders so I could rub the hair back behind your neck. I'm gonna, so I could rub your cheeks. I'm gonna so lean in and try hand. like I'm gonna lean in and look like I'm trying to whisper something in your ear, but I'm yeah. really being really creepy. Dude, it and, was the creepiest twenty minutes. And look, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was the weirdest So how is this not a problem? So I'm just done with it. I'm done with it. It's the media. definitely a problem. They're disgusting. Everybody's disgusting. They're all crooks. They all got problems. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired I'm tired of Seeing these people every day talking about how they're going to impeach the president. Just ridiculous. Well, maybe you should just run for president. Yeah, we talked about that, dude. We did. You have to be really immoral and corrupt to run for politics. Anyway, moving on. The Cubs were eliminated from the playoffs this week. How do you feel about that? Shocker. Yeah. Listen, I'm a Cubs fan. Just because they won the World Series doesn't remove the 
40 years of pain. <laughs> you know? We, we look at that as a fluke. At least I do. At least you got it. I mean... You got the one. That's exciting. I'm good. That's my lifetime achievement. Exactly. You got, the one, you got the one before you died. That's I got to see did. it. Yeah. I remember where I... I I remember where I was like it was a major world event. Oh, you know what? That's a good point because I do. I remember who I was hugging, who I was jumping next to, exactly where I was standing. I yeah, that was that was Were a you long eating a Chicago dog. What? Were you eating a Chicago hot dog? No, dude. It was like eleven o'clock, twelve was, o'clock at night. It was like twelve forty five. Maybe, maybe yeah. you would have had one flown in for the game. I don't know. No, no, not when they won. Yeah, they won, and it was almost one thirty yeah, in the morning. It was real late. That because that they had the they had the rain delay. Yeah, that pushed it all back. Yep. and had it not been for the rain delay. They probably didn't win that game. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes things work for you. Sometimes things work, things work against you. So we it's hundred percent it. true. Oh yes, so true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Did you just burp? No, I'm laughing. <laughs> Sound like somebody He's burped. So I did awkward. not. Oh, you're playing the soundbite. Oh, of a burp. was that Adam burping? I knew on the I sound? heard a burp. That's is that when Adam really burped on the air live? <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Was like, Wait, play that. There it is. <laughs> is that the actual clip? Or That's is that, the actual oh, wow. clip of your burp. That's why yeah. I thought it was you. It sounded oh like my god! That, I almost forgot about that. That was one of the funniest days. Yeah, on you this couldn't stop laughing. Show. You were pissing in your pants. It's so funny. You literally I, like, stop laughing. <laughs> right in the mic too. He didn't even try to hit the cough button. I didn't know it was going to happen. Okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right. Anyway, so hey, we got uh, a guest in the studio. Yeah, we have Lewis. Uh, thanks for being here uh, and putting up with the first seventeen minutes of shenanigans that have been going on. Um, so you put off running in a race this morning. Do you run on a lot of uh, races for charity, or is this just something new that you've started doing? No, we, the whole family, are avid runners. Really? Triathletes, runners, yeah. Do you got, like, black toes? I lose nails occasionally. Yeah, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, man. I, 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 knew, I knew some runners, man. They, like, had jacked up feet. Yeah. Toes with no nails, purple, <laughs> black. I mean, it's like, wow. Is this just been an ongoing thing, or just like it was just ingrained from birth that you guys were running? Or no, it's been an ongoing thing. I mean, uh, uh, my wife really got back into it. She ran all throughout high school. She ran cross mm-hmm. country, um, and I was a big runner when I was in, in high school as well. Although I didn't participate in the cross country team. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm an avid runner. Um, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, I, I can see used it. to be. I can see I, it. So just, not. just for fun, but. And up until we launched the brand itself uh, two and a half years ago, give or take, um, we were running constantly. I mean, we've done a lot of races. It's addictive. It is. It, Once it, you get past the And hump. it's therapeutic. It is addictive, man. It, there was a point when I was playing football that I, it, I used to run every morning. It's it, the it, best stress relief. Once you get past that two-week hump, no, you I have had, to get past I had that. to do it. Like if, if something came up in the morning, I had to be there somewhere. I would get up extra early to yep. get that two miles in yeah. before I had to do whatever I did. I mean, you get it's addictive. Yeah. And now look at us. But once you stop, forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. It's really yeah. hard to get back Once to you it. can forget about it. Yeah. Just not happening. And I have a great neighborhood with a running path and everything. You'd think I'd be like all gung ho to to go and do it, but no. But no, you are sitting there with your pants. My pants are unbuttoned because I'm too fat. Is he sitting in the chair with his pants unbuttoned again? I don't know the last time he had his pants buttoned. (laughs) I don't think he can remember. Paul Biden, he might get excited. Last night. Oh wow! (laughs) He'd have less resistance, Paul. (laughs) Paul's already ready to go. I have a belt that you know keeps him together. Listen, I don't expect you anyone here. your pants but leave the belt on? Yeah. That's odd. You've never had a pair of pants that, like, you used to fit into, but now you've gained, like, 40 pounds I've and wore, you can't I've wore elastic for the last 15 years, so. Are you, can't, you really haven't worn, like, regular pants? Like no, jeans I wear or... jeans all the time. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing with you. Well, that's what's going on right now. I'm, I'm the fattest I've ever been in my life, if everyone would like to know, and. 
I got to do something about it. My wife's Life's probably listening. Life's got you down. She's, you know, thinking in her head. Thinking about having an affair already? He's going to have an affair and, or he's going to die. You, and I'm gonna you ain't money. having the affair. She's having no, her, the affair. Her, her, yeah. Yeah, she's going to have it. Well, I'm still a, an attractive young man, <laughs> even though I'm chubby. Mm. You told me I looked weird when I was thin when I got married. I was like 145 pounds wet. Well, can no one told you to gain 100 pounds. I didn't gain 100 pounds. Oh, you just, when you're short, it's like multiplied I know, by 10. I know. If I, if I gain 10 pounds, it looks like I gained 50. Yeah, because there's like, nowhere no for joke. it to go. This is the guy who was telling me, I feel the love handles falling over my pants <laughs> last night. Wow. I did say that. That's, it's, that's it's a visual. It's an uncomfortable feeling to be, to be overweight. It really is. Well, like I, and I noticed it because it was so, it wasn't give, that long ago. I'll give you a little nugget of advice right now at this point in your <laughs> Stop life. Stop right? now. One of two things happens. Either you do something about it very quickly. Right. Or that uncomfortableness goes away and it becomes very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but and, event- and eventually he's wearing a muumuu around the house. <laughs> I'm just telling you what's ahead for you one way or the other. Like my back hurts in the morning when I wake up, that kind of thing. And I think it's because my belly is... See, that's my problem. I think if I had more physical struggles, I'd be more inclined to be more adamant about Did it. Did you ever? No, because even when I was big, I've been athletic. I mean, I spent all summer playing tennis with my girls. Right, I, you I can still move, manage yeah. to be active, so I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I know I'm like now 47, so eventually the ailments are going to start coming if I don't like drastically you know, change my lifestyle. Right, right. But I think that's been the problem. If I had a little more motivating issues of, you know, I got to do something about this, I'm, I might be more, a little bit more focused. Oh, I have them, and I still on. haven't done anything about but it. But I'm telling you, because you get comfortable, <laughs> so you better start figuring out. Anyway, as we been, as we talk to a triathlete, this, yeah, has, been, I mean, this has been life talk. Here the epitome, on epitome of health next to us. Have you right ever now. been overweight in your life, Lewis? No, not you never. Wow, see, I, see, that's why. Is is anyone in your family overweight? You don't have to tell us who, but are there people? Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's you know, some couple. people just don't have that gene. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, one of my but best, it is it's all genes, right? One of my yeah. best friends from grammar school, like I'm, I'm telling you, he can out consume me, and that he can, he does. Yeah. And, and I don't eat like I used to. I'm talking about back when I was in college and high school and playing football. Right. Mm-hmm. He would outconsume me on any given day, and you can count every rib on his body. That's insane. Every rib. I mean, he's a tall guy. I played basketball, but he was that See, but thin. tall people have an unfair advantage. Because... And, 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 you know, he eat his food like this. Like, he, he'd be protecting it. <laughs> Seriously, that's how he would eat lunch at school with one arm blocking it because he had a bigger older brother, I guess, who was a big He dude. had to get used to. He had to get used to protecting his food. He would scoff his food down like a machine. Like a machine. I don't even know how to respond to that. Sean Marks, if you're out there, buddy. Yeah. He's probably listening. Been friends since fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. But Crazy. I'm assuming for you, Lewis, like, uh, physical activity is just a lifelong. Like, it's not even. You're, you don't have it's to like struggle to get yourself out him. there. It's like eating yeah, food. Yeah, like it's he sustenance. needs it. It's sustenance for him at this point. No. I mean, I think the only struggle is uh, from the level of running we were doing, or I was doing a couple years ago, to doing it now the drop off is is great because i don't have enough time to put in the miles and, and so you have far. a family and and you have kids yeah yeah how so old are the kids 20 and 21 my daughter turned 20 yesterday you have adults so you're good yeah yeah you have adults. we're empty nesters so to speak so how old are you i'm 53 dang I, maybe i should start running <laughs> dude looks like he's dude looks like he's 30 but, yeah, we, I thought, but we got I the haircut going really, we got the haircut going you and i yeah, i well, thought he might be close it's, to my it's age sad that that's the only thing that we have in common probably right now <laughs> But seriously, man, I'm looking at this guy. He's like, he's 23 year old. What do you have? Kids at 10 years old? He's older than me. And he's older than I you. I know. All right. Uh, 
Start so running. Maybe you and I. <laughs> We're going for a jog after just, the show, Paul. I was just going to say, you and I live close. We could go for a jog together. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. <laughs> if you want to get a, I'll get a Twinkie on a stick with a string and, you know, just kind of lead you guys along. <laughs> what a terrible. What, what a time dick. are you going to work in the morning? Uh, I Well, I'm supposed to be there at 830, so I, I usually leave the house at about 8 o'clock in hmm. the morning. That's too hmm. early for you. Well, no, you're up I'm early. up with the kids. Yeah, the me morning. too. I'm up at 6 usually. Yeah. So I, I have a gym in my, it's just getting motivated. You know, if I had somebody, if I could afford a personal trainer, I would literally pay them to, nah, to kind of beat work. the crap out of me. Doesn't work. What, you, have you done it? Yeah, of course I've done it. All right. Yeah, because eventually you just tell them, don't come. Did you have a hot <laughs> chick personal trainer? Dude, I had, I, yes, I've had a hot chick personal trainer. Because I feel like that point. would motivate me too. No, it doesn't. All right. At some point, listen to me, here's, here's the bottom line, right? <laughs> Nothing's going to motivate you until you want to do it and you're motivated. That's just the way it works. I, I want to do it in the morning the when trainer, I put my pants on and at night when I get in the shower. The trainer's good for a while. I used to have a trainer come to my house. I didn't have to leave my house. You know what I do? Don't come. Text him in the morning. Don't come. Yeah, but you're used to being in charge like that. I, I don't know if I, I would feel guilty telling somebody not to come. Did you still have to pay them? I don't remember. Didn't I didn't care. Right. So that yeah. would mean something to me, though, because if I still have Great. to pay so them. All you start doing is getting smarter and tell them a week before, hey, don't come next week. <laughs> I mean, it's, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. That's just the bottom line. Doesn't I, matter if you're gonna do it. If you want to do it, you. Because I've been in those groups. It's also right? finding the time with a one year old. Nah, you find the time. It's just one of those things, man. I guess right? I could be doing this whole weekend while they're away. If you're gonna I do just, it, you you get in the grooves where that just becomes your groove, and then when you break the groove, like I broke my groove that was on this summer, it's very hard getting back in the groove. Are That's you back on your diet yet? No. What are you? Like, are you crazy? Do you want to wear a dress? No. Are you gonna get back I'm on the diet? On, I'm good under the gun. I got six weeks. I got seven what weeks. What are you going to do? Starve yourself for six weeks? I don't know. Oh, my God. Do I look worried? I don't know. I feel like we should talk to Lewis and he could give us a little bit of a of a meal plan and a. Listen, I've done this for oh, I'm 47 now, <laughs> 30 plus years, right? I've seen every meal plan. I know every diet. It's not what it is. Did you ever have a chef make your meals for you? What's it? Yeah, I did. See, that's, that's another I had a guy thing. He came to my house and prepped my meals for five days. I have friends that are wealthy. And you know that, what you do? That's what they have, and they're in great shape because they have a personal trainer and they have a chef that I makes get it. their meals. And it's convenience for them, but you know what? That's what they want to do because you know what happens when the guy preps your meals? What's that? You go out and eat. No, see, I wouldn't go out. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't go out. Okay. And I tell my wife, if you there's not bad out, food in the house, I won't eat. It. Where hey, you're for hey, let's go get a bite. All right, hey, that's what happens. You get stop by for KB. All right, let me have a couple drinks behind the bar. I'm, this is just what happens. Either you want to do it or you you don't. None of the little, the tchotchkes make it more convenient if you already have the will and determination that that's what you want to do. True. Right? Getting the meals, having, that makes it life easier. But if you don't want to do it, it doesn't matter. It's not going to help. All right. Just Maybe I should just switch to sugar-free gum. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> that's, could, a, that's a Kevin James reference. You could always reference. get a divorce and find another woman to marry. That seemed to work for you the first time tickle, around. Tickle, tickle, tickle. You lost a lot of weight before your wedding. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So mm -hmm. get married. Well, I want to. I didn't want to be. I've been to friends' weddings where they were like big guys. You lost weight for your wedding, right? You were. You said you were the thinnest you it ever were in your honeymoon. It wasn't for my wedding. I had already had been losing weight prior. I mean, okay, was, but but you yeah. were thin. So I have friends that are that are that were heavy, and when they went when they got married, you're, we're standing up at the altar, and I'm like, God, you think he would have lost like 15 pounds at least for his the biggest day of his friggin' life? I mean, they they look terrible up there with their neck sticking out of the collar. And why the, why lie? They just gain it back right afterwards, like you did. I didn't gain it back right afterwards. Uh, yeah. When I came back from Italy, I had gained two pounds yeah. after my honeymoon. So, 
Anyway, this portion of KMA Talk Radio has been brought to you by Michelle Obama's physical fitness test, <laughs> reminding you that all Americans should try and be physically fit and uh, make sure you go play 40 like the NFL tells you every all the time. Yeah, we had a NFL real game. tangent there, didn't we? Yes, we did. It was crazy. So anyway, we're going to Good thing a, we have Lewis here for the whole show. Right? Exactly. We're going to take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Lewis <laughs> about what's going on with Casa Cueva Cigars. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Experience the new Henry Clay Warhawk, a robust and complex cigar that's inspired by the rebellious roots of Henry Clay. The first of a three-part series honoring the life of the great statesman, this cigar is made with the best tobaccos grown and hand-rolled by the Grupo de Maestros at La Flor de Copen in Honduras. And it's not your typical Connecticut. This is a Henry Clay. Stand up, be different, and smoke a Warhawk. Surgeon General Warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer to the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Kristoff. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Kristoff.com and click on the Discover Your Kristoff tab to find the Kristoff cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Kristoff. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale aged for 10 years and then barrel aged. In bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Hey, this is Clay from La Plena Cigar Company. My likes and dislikes, long walks in the park, old-school gangster films, wrestling grizzly bears with Abe. Dislikes, smelly feet, flight attendants with an attitude, and Friday afternoon traffic. What I know you will like is the La Polina family of fine cigars, such as Mr. Sam, Bronze Label, and our highly rated classic series. But let's not forget the limited edition Goldie. Quality forever, La Polina Cigars. Placencia Cigars has been one of the world's leading growers of first-class tobacco since 1865. Today, Nestor Placencia Sr., together with the fifth generation of the Placencia family, continue the legacy. With over 3,000 acres of quality tobacco fields, they are makers of quality cigars, including Alma Fuerte, ranked among the top 10 cigars in major publications. Find them in your local premium tobacconist stores around the country. Placencia Cigars, perfected for more than 150 years. Yours to enjoy now. 
Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdara Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. My Way. And our latest creation, Oscar Valdaris Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. Keep the party going all week long at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Every Sunday, Monday, and Wednesday, enjoy $3 premium drinks from the bar till midnight. Magnum Mondays means $100 Magnums of Belvedere and Moet Brut until midnight. Get your thrills every $10 Tuesday with $10 dances all day and night. Ladies, don't miss Women Crush Wednesdays with half off your cover charge. No matter the time of day, it's always a good time at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. With me, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Honest Abe. Hello. And, of course, Paul, the producer, the only one we could afford. That's right. Mm -hmm. My claim to fame. Yes. I don't know. Ronnie Hayes is trying to say you have a small head. I have a small head. I that my was, hat size is seven and three quarters. That was dude. his comment. You need to stand up because your head looks small. <laughs> oh, holy shnikes! I'm amazed you actually know your hat I, size. I have right a small body. Well, I worked in baseball, so I know oh, my okay. fitted hat size. But guys will say, to, "I'll say I, I need a seven and three quarters." They'll be like, "No, you don't. You need a seven. And I'm like, "Okay, try. It. Let's go ahead." And then it doesn't fit, and then I wear a seven and three quarters, and it's perfect. I have a very large head. Well, we got a, we got a comment on, on here from one of the listeners. You know, Tom Zarecki's not calling in today we never said he was i was trying to get him on the show um and we actually talked a little bit but uh, last night you know he said right now currently he can't make a statement he did like nothing. i didn't know what the final determination was I, well he was waiting he was talking to his lawyers and we, we talked a little bit last night and he said you know look um basically i'll you know reiterate the gist of the conversation but basically he can't say well, anything or do anything now, now do do most listeners actually know who he well, is just, and what the story is and should we that's the, that's the Z-Man story, who's a longtime employee mm-hmm. and writer and had his... Uh, CI, is it? Well, no, famous. A, a famous. A famous and a cigar advisor. Yes. And um, he was a very outgoing, outspoken, very well-known without the industry, had a good following. Had a podcast, right? Had or a podcast, a show, um, mm-hmm. article. I mean, very, very media-heavy. And um, I guess he had gotten uh, fired and supposedly... Um, Allegedly. It's not allegedly, actually. I'd spoken to somebody and who was there when the text came through. So they were there when the person got the text. There was a text that said, but you, you don't know the exact Basically, it font was of violence. The text, or... There was some violence involved mm-hmm. in what the text would do. Now, Tom's a very outgoing guy, whether it was something that was in jest or, or whatever that was taken Drunken rampage, way. who knows? And, you know, who knows? Or just, you know, yeah. whatever. Emo- but, got emotionally charged up. Who knows? You know, I wanted to get him on the show to tell the exact story, and he said he couldn't right now, but he said that once things are cleared, uh, that uh, he would be more than happy to come on our show and tell us exactly everything. Is that why you won't ever fire Adam? No. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. I feel like he'd still show Adam, up every day. Adam, Adam, if you fired him, he'd Adam still show up. Adam is a very loyal guy. I agree. I agree. So I don't fire loyal people. Okay. You know, just because... He's emotionally unsound or, you know, <laughs> can't communicate, would walk right past the fire with a glass of water and not even, like, react. 
it's not really fire worthy. It's just that you have to learn to work around his inadequacies, his handicaps. Anyway, with all of that said, it's time for what we consider to be our favorite part of the show. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. This week, KMA is pleased to welcome back Louis Cuevas with Casa Cuevas Cigars. After decades of manufacturing premium cigars for other notable brands, Louis decided that the time had come to produce and market a high-end premium cigar that would bear the Cuevas name, and Casa Cuevas was born. Slow down. Thank you. You always seem like you're trying to rush through that. Slow down. He wants to get to the meat and potatoes of the segment. Yeah. And besides, Paul wrote this, so it's not that good. Wow. Okay. Actually, one of Lewis's guys wrote it on oh. his website. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my apologies to one of your website guys. Anyway, Lewis, welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. It's good to be here. It's it's been uh, it's been a bit. Yeah, long time. It's been a bit. So, so the brand's still in existence. So that's a big deal. That's, a that's, that's yes, awesome. That's, that's a positive. Congratulations. Yeah, they you. haven't not, gone away. Not, not only still in existence, but you know, from what I could see, being in some cigar groups and on social media, you seem to be thriving and out there. People are smoking your cigars. Yeah, it's it's taken a, a, a bit of time, but yeah, I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, looks mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. They've made some lists. I mean, I saw them. You guys were mentioning a couple of Dojo articles, and and Coop <laughs> has done reviews of the cigars. So yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. I guess that's. Yeah, that's Newer, that's what you want to see, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm thrilled that we're getting uh, the buzz out there, and and I'm thankful to all those folks to give us uh, the time of day. To be well, honest, what with would you. you say has been the biggest thing that has pushed you, the brand forward as you guys have been working to build this brand? It's a good question. I, I think time and effort, really, mm-hmm. a lot of effort, a lot of flight miles, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, store visits. Um, have you gone of- platinum on American yet? Yes, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of time on the road. Yeah, a lot. A lot. And, um, you know, believing in your product. That's mm-hmm. um, about it. And really just a lot of really legwork. Yeah. Can't I point mean, to one specific thing and say, that's it. Well, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about, like, oh, I'm just going to put cigars out there. And people walk into, like, here, I have a, a cigar, and <laughs> you have a cigar store, so you should have these. That's yeah, not really how it works. Not at all. And normally you walk in, and most humidors are well-stocked. So essentially you're trying to fight for some kind of shot. Well, at least the stores you want to be in mm-hmm. have very well-stocked. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's the problem, right? That, that is the, a valid the, the point. Most, the, the best retailers that you'd love to see your brands in are stocked to the ceiling, yeah. right? Yeah. The now, guy who's got room for you is not buying product typically. That's the problem. That's correct. Now, Catch-22. Was it, an, was it an advantage for you that you could go into a cigar store and explain that Tabacalera uh, Las Lavas, you know, makes those brands that are on your shelf now, or do you? Could you not use that, or like what? Tell tell us how that That's, factors in. It's it's an advantage, I guess, because the uh, the stores see you as someone who has a factory, and so therefore, chances of you having that product be consistent if they happen to like it, which I hope they do. Right. Um, it's a good thing. Whether. And it also gives a legitimacy if they're carrying certain brands and they're familiar with the brands that they're there and you're, and you're manufacturing them. They're saying, okay, all right, um, this is a company that's been around for a while and now they're launching their own line. If sometimes, which happens, stores carry certain brands that they don't care for, but some consumers do, then that could sort of backfire because the idea would be, oh, you make this one, but I really don't like that one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could happen. Does, right. does is it out there like what brands you make? Because when we were doing research, we really couldn't find much on, on what other it's brands. Out there, you make. most of the most of the stuff. Well, right now it's sort of dwindled down, but okay. over the course of time, 
Uh, it's been anything from the original Taranos way back in the 80s, my, my dad and my, my uncle and Carlos Taranos Sr., mm-hmm. who was, I, I think last time when I was on the show, I spoke highly of the Taranos family. They're just phenomenal people. Mm-hmm. Um, from way back then, uh, we did cigars, or my, my family did cigars for Villiger, Dunhill at one point, uh, La Perla Bana, um, who am I missing? Uh, gosh. Gurkha, the first Gurkhas, the mm-hmm. ones that were infused at Kaisad when you first came out with the Grand Reserves, which were infused with Kanye. Okay. That was my mm-hmm. family as well. Uh, so it's, it's been Peterson of Dublin once had um, um, cigars. Yeah. We were doing cigars for them. So it's, it's been a bit. But my dad and my uncle went separate ways, and a lot of these other folks, let's say the Latoranos, they moved on, got their own factories, mm-hmm. and with them went a lot of the brands that they have brought to the table. Right, is right. That, is that one of the reasons why you made the move to start making your own family brand? Was, I don't. Was that output dwindling? That hey, look, we have the rollers. We you know might as well. That's that's part of it, and logistics. I think, and I think ultimately you you look at a brand, and that's where value lies. So as a, if you have a factory, and I am making Abe's cigars at my factory, and Company X buys all of Abe, right? Yeah. So now Company X meets the existing purchase orders. But Company X also has its own factory, so why would they need mine? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that could happen. I mean, the value of the brand is in, obviously, having, the, but it's also 10 times the headache. Yes. Because prior to you, you're making brands, and you don't care what happens, you right? Don't care. They're sold. You Whatever you make is gone. Right, and, the order's in. and I mean, look, I mean, you want them to be successful because he wants to continue business, but he doesn't have the burden of the headache of selling them once they're made. Right. Yeah. Now you've taken on that lovely headache of, of dealing with the <laughs> retailers and traveling yes. around the country trying yes. to get your brand in stores. Yes. I mean, the, the best part is once you're there, you're there, and then everybody at the shops, from the retailers themselves to the people that frequent the shops, it's just a really great, great business to be in. Everyone's so darn nice. Uh, company The, the business included. and the lifestyle, that's what drew, drew me to the business. I yeah. love the lifestyle. Yeah. Lifestyle's yeah. great. Um, but in the Two decades now, plus I've been doing this. Uh-huh. It's the model of sustenance and maintaining and building a brand. Um, and even on, it's been it's been virtually it's gotten twenty times harder for a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And if as a retailer you haven't found outlets or venues to move dead weight, and you know back in the days, dead weight. And, 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 and that's why I hate kind of using this word sometimes. Dead weight, or I hate saying that we're we're cutting a line or cutting a brand because. Back in the day, that was a symbol of a bad cigar, mm-hmm. a bad brand, right? We have grab bags. We sell grab bags. Those are all cigars that are terrible, right? My grab bags are made of stellar cigars that we sell nowadays. It's just... They're not selling. They're not selling. You know, there's so much new stuff. Even amongst all the FDA stuff, there's new stuff coming out on the reg. Yeah. And the, the consumer base and, and social media over the last decade is now driven this passion and desire now to venture out and continually be looking and trying new things that the shelf life of, of, a, of a brand you're trying to build, you know, if you got 18 months, you did good. I mean, that's really the, the arc right now. It's about 18 months. It's, some of them don't make it six months. I wish we were joking. Yeah, some of them don't make it six months, you know, when you bring a brand in. And, and some of them, you know, if you got 18 months, you did good. And then wherever you can plateau after that, if you have a sustainable brand, you've well, done you, well for yourself. You mentioned that. To Lewis last time when I re-listened to the show, you were—I mean, you were honest with him. You're like, I, I hope to see you in a couple of years. I hope we talk about this again in a couple of years. It's so hard because it's cool that you are back. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, and, and, and I feel blessed to be back. But I think well, the difference is—go ahead, go ahead. Please. No, part of the difference for him was 
this he, he's not a line cook who just says, I want to have a brand today. Which right. Is, a lot of those guys you don't see back in another couple of years, right? He has a family who knew what they were doing, making cigars for generations right. for many other people. So mm-hmm. the, it wasn't about making a questionable product. I mean, they were going to make because they were going to make a good product, and they were going to be consistent because it's their own factory. Right. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of the successful elements right off the bat. It's just then in today's day and age, that's still not good enough mm-hmm. because if you don't know how to market, get it out there. There's so much out there and putting it in people's hands. You can have a great product and still it may not sell. That's or as true. he even said, yeah. putting boots on the ground and yeah. getting out there and pay, uh, pushing the pavement, as they say. And it's not easy to get boots on the ground. I'll no. tell you, it's not it's, it's not easy as a young or new company to hire your own in-house because that's ultimately nope. what everybody would like, right? Yeah. People who work for you, mm-hmm. who bleed your company's brand, whatever, no. So then you get to these independent brokers, which is probably, I can count on my one hand, maybe two, of good independent brokers across the country. That's... Right. Point. So you got this independent broker who's repping ten other companies who hopefully will like your brand and squeeze that somewhere <laughs> in his presentation of excitement. Or the worst it's, problem is if you give him the extra couple of points, he's going to push it a little harder or what it is. But then you're losing more margin. It, and, it's 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 a lot. And then, yeah. and then and then you got to hit the road, mm-hmm. which is it takes its toll on anybody. You know that's how Rocky made success. I remember I used to play I used to play cards with Eric Espinosa every Tuesday night, mm-hmm. like every Tuesday night, like clockwork for years. And I, I kind of said to him, like, you, you know, you got to hit the road, right? <laughs> like you need to get out, and, and you know, and, and yeah, you know, you've, you've talked about this yeah, on the air. And he with got him. to that realization, and you know, he's all over the country now. Yeah, yeah. you look at him on social, and he's got his social media game together over the last couple of years, and he's gotten active. They and, and I, I think Junior has really helped with that too. They've they really have a great Junior uh, social media. Presence. They, they got a good team. Yeah, I mean, Hector and Junior, and the guys, they got a good team. But you know, it's a lot of elements to not just making a good cigar right. anymore. You know, and so it, it, it's. I'm glad that you're still here. I'm so, very happy. You. So, Lewis, you were going to say though what, what the difference is for you guys. You, you were, you were. I think Abe was saying. I cut you off. Well, yeah. No, no. Well, I, let me go back to it. I think part of the big difference for us is that the brand is something that we're looking at, uh, and it's a marathon. So, to, to say that I am making a profit off of the brand, or that my father, who is part owner, obviously fifty percent owner of the brand. That's a fallacy, and that's mm-hmm. not what's happening. Every every penny gets reinvested back into it. So I don't have to rely on that. I rely on the factory. Right. I think if you're relying on the brand to make an income, and then you're trying you to also, suffered. that's when people falter. Right. It's, it's yeah. kind of how I built my stores. Right. I didn't. I, I, it, it, once you get past a certain point, it's easy to build another store because I don't need that for income or that's survival. It. Right. You could let that grow and flourish, nonprofit. I mean, look. Let's face it. If if my other livelihood didn't fund the show, <laughs> we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we really make money doing this show. We cover nuts, and sometimes we get to all the assets and benefits of my other business. But you know, we do this because it's fun. Whatever, and you know, it's yeah. it's grown. It's grown mm-hmm. organically. But yeah, when you could let something foster and grow like that, and you have that benefit where you say, "Look, my livelihood does not depend on That's this it. business," so I'm not going to have to suck capital out of it and we could f- keep feeding it and growing that's usually the greatest chances for success yes and that's pretty much what we're doing that is what we're doing pretty much no that is what we're doing right as now. we acquired more locations mm-hmm. right the, the general usually the biggest liability was always typically the owner right the owner was living a lifestyle that that business couldn't maintain <laughs> right that, that, that it's usually i mean you've been quoted at, the, at saying this many times yeah so many of my locations are acquisitions of, of previous cigar shops right. and typically the biggest liability is the owner because he's living a lifestyle and taking capital out so for us to acquire it then it, 
all the infrastructure is there. The store profits 80,000, 100,000 a year. That's just a 100,000 tower bottom line. Everything else still flows. Right. But if I had to draw capital out of it, and, and that's why he has that benefit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, no, it's good, Which is good interesting model. we're on this topic because that brings me to my next question about you guys got robbed this yeah. past year. Yeah, we did. February. Um, yeah. So made the news. Yeah, it was a big story out there. I mean, every cigar out of your warehouse got taken, if we're not mistaken. Just about. I mean, there were a couple boxes that were kicked under some of the shelving, uh-huh. um, but we were essentially wiped out. And they left some bundles because they were startled somewhere along the way. A vehicle pulled down in the back. You can see in the So cameras. they thought somebody was coming, possibly. Correct. And then so they, they took off running. If not, they would have finished the entire wipeout. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, I, that was rough. How do you just show up and like, did the alarm go off and all of a sudden you get a call at two o'clock in the morning? No, no, no alarm went off. So the, the, did you have an alarm? Yes, yes. And here's here's it, and once I explain it to you, you'll, you'll see that I'm assuming that it couldn't have been done like in a timely manner. It took There's about five of, hours. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, this is not a smashing grab. No, Mm-mm. no, no. So it, it, the alarm this is, is not we have reservoir a, dogs. Yeah, we, we have a bay door, and there's an alleyway, and there's a back door into that alleyway, mm-hmm. and then there's a main office. All of that is alarmed. Um, and all of that has cameras in it. Mm-hmm. But there's a humidor, and it's juxtaposed against that back wall where the alley is next to that door that comes in. What they did was they broke in through the wall, then cut into the metal of the humidor, stepped into the humidor, and never opened up the humidor door. There's no motion sensors in the humidor. No, there's not. I got everything in there right. now. Right? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> sucks, but. Who, set, who set up your alarm? Uh, actually, it's a... a, a a company, a very serious company, and when they came back, when they came back, now when they set up the alarm, there were no cigars in there at the time. Um, they knew it was a humidor. Right. That was about it. I mean, we were just building out the warehouse. So could they? Could have been flowers. Could have been this. I, could have been I that. always think of that when I build a location. Because when I was young, they actually broke into um, my family's grocery store through the roof. Really? Came <laughs> in through the roof. I've heard of that happening yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, experience taught me that, but it's, wow. So yeah, but a room with no windows and no doors, you don't think about. Yeah, that. Well, you think the access is going to be the way you would access? Yeah, exactly. The hallway in the offices, like, oh yeah, he'll trip eight alarms before he gets there. But that all that tells me, mm-hmm. as a guy who's been in retail most of my life, is it has to be an inside job. Well, we, we thought that for a bit um, because it's got to be somebody who knows the but, layout internally. But you know, think but about you this. probably let a lot of strangers in and tour and no. No, because we're we're wholesalers, so we don't. Nobody goes there unless. They so have how a, could it have not been an inside job? Well, how here's, they know where the wall is. Well, here's the deal: all of the warehouses are identical, and the bay doors so, open. So you're in cigars. an industrial park where all the correct okay. they all look the same. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking by, you see the cigar sign, you it's see the a, humidor against the wall. It's a big chance for somebody not to know that there's no motion sensor in the humidor well i think the way the police explained it it took so long because they break the hole and they covered up and then they took off to see then they came back then they cut the hole inside the um the humidor they kept area. waiting to see if they would trip something i believe so that's why it took partly it took so long to do that so this isn't this isn't a couple of kids or or like you know Dude, this is this is a, this like is, a real this is major seven dudes. Real deal. This is like a Lufthansa heist. It was seven this, this guys. Ocean's Eleven, yeah. really well organized. <laughs> a Lufthansa heist. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah. You like that reference? Ocean's yeah, Eleven. Like oh, yeah, good, good Goodfellas reference. Where we go? Very good. Goodfellas, good Ocean's Eleven. So, yeah. so what what happens next then? So, so they they get in there. Uh, what what do you what's your immediate reaction? What do you do? Because now this be is how do you shock. respond to that call? Yeah. So, so I just want I just want to get this straight. No alarm is tripped. No. 
Were the police called, or did you guys just show up for work that day, unlock the office, and then walk in the The gentleman that owns the entire building behind Saw the hole. Well, he saw the hole, exactly. He contacts Gabriel Alvarez, who's my sales director, and a shout-out to him. He's phenomenal. Um, And then I was on my way to the office early, so Gabe sends me a picture that this guy had sent him. Oh, my God. And they're strewn all over the, the alleyway where some boxes and whatnot. It had been raining all night, by the way, as well. <sighs> um, so then I pull in, go inside, take off the alarm, <laughs> open right. up Isn't the that humidor. Irony? <laughs> Isn't that irony? And I look, and it is just barren. There's just white um, where the shelving is. Oh, my God. So you, know, you, you curl in the fetal position for a minute. You, yeah. you suck your What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then it, we it, call the cops and all that other nonsense. Is that. it insured? No. Oh. Uh, well, uh, well, here's, here's what happened. Oh. We had just moved in. Uh, about a month earlier. So around November, we buy the building. Then we sort of revamp it. And by January, we get all in. This is in February. I didn't have fire extinguishers yet. So I was waiting to do that. I was dragging my butt. I was being lazy. And before I called to get insurance. Wow. So that that one mess up, slip up cost me dearly. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no insurance. So, yeah. Um, and it's not even it's not even the cost of the product being missing. It's the cost of the time to replenish the product. There's no revenue coming mm-hmm. in, right? You know, I mean that's the insanity. Yeah, I mean even uh, even though we had the factory, some of the stuff I made the phone call, and by that Friday we were having stuff stuff to shipped in. But some of the lines I had to wait months. Yeah, and one of the lines we completely lost, which were the seven by forty three limited editions. The boxes were numbered. And they came out of sequence to us from the factory. So it's got to show up somewhere. No well, that's that's the next question. Have yeah, has no, anything no, you know shown what? up? No. And really? I don't know because we went immediately on social media. We were covered by the press. And the idea behind that was not to catch them; it was to preclude them from going out there. Right. We don't want them selling our cigars. Yeah. Sure. I mean, look. I mean, here's the thing. No, too. They got to uh, be somewhere though. Uh, but, but here's the thing too, right? This is this is a product that came at a zero cost to them. If they unpackage them and just sell them as bundles on the for 20 bucks, it's found money for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. So it may not ever end up on the street as labeled product. That's true. That's the problem. That's true. That's the problem. Or they ship it somewhere else. I mean. It doesn't matter. It'll show up. It's very hard to f- hide that kind of inventory. Yeah. You know? Because you, you can't sit there and piecemeal it to Joe Blow who wants two boxes and this guy who wants. These guys want to unload it. Right. right, They don't want to sit on this stuff forever. So it's very, very hard. Now, especially when he's telling me he's got limited product mm-hmm. that's numbered boxes. How many of those were in there, you think? Uh, we lost about half the inventory. So No, the, the limited edition stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So we, they were 500 and 500 made of the Abano and the Maduro. Right, so it's 500 so, boxes so. that, you know, doesn't. Re- it shows up anywhere. You can't say... Oh, is that part? that's the stolen inventory? Right, right. right? Yeah. So it, it's 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 tough. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. But at this point, I mean, it's um, over. It's over. We've healed. Mm-hmm. We've mended our wounds. Absolutely, absolutely. Production's still rolling. We got insured. No, we, we, we added the fire no, extinguisher. We, no, no, no. we, we, we got insured now. after yeah. the fact. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have motion sensors inside the humidor after the fact. Yes. Uh, yeah, all the stuff that I should have done. Uh, pit bulls. Oh yeah, never go wrong. Yeah. Gotta love the pit You're balls right. of the cigar industry. Doberman's uh, pit bulls. Yep. Doberman's are what? A favorite. Dogs. Dogs. Yeah. You have dogs in locations? No, but usually they make like great. Let me tell you something. I, I was in a gas station the other day. Man, maybe a couple months ago. But I walked in and this guy had this wrapped car. You know, you know, assault security. All this stuff, right? All decked out. And I go into the gas station and this dude is walking with this German Shepherd that looked like a lion. Yeah. No leash. No leash. Huh. 
This dog's walking behind him in a bulletproof vest. <laughs> and a big print on the vest that says, do not pet me. <laughs> and this dog didn't budge. Huh. It stayed one inch from the left of his leg. When he stopped, it stopped. When it, I mean, I'm just telling you, man. Those dogs, when they're trained like that, badass. Um, please tell me this was, was this in the state of Florida? It was, it was the BP by where I live. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was in the BP right where I live. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I have bought he, gas he was, there. He, he said he has some, obviously some high tech security, yeah. you know, private security company. But man, this dog was walking in the store. I mean, this dog was like a lion. Huh. You know, I didn't even want to make eye contact with it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Walking with a big thing on his face. Do not pet me. I love that. Do uh, not pet me. All right. Well, then you gotta you gotta feed dogs. You gotta I'm take care saying, of them. You I, gotta. If I own the store and this guy walked in with it, what do you say? Uh, no dogs allowed. You mean you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Okay, but I mean, everybody who worked there was either petrified to say anything, or they've seen it often enough to mm. get comfortable. Maybe with they it. know. But yeah, I mean, that dog is not a pet dog. That dog, was, I, I will, honestly for for like a minute, just like in the back of my head somewhere, I'm like, somebody hold this gas station up. Somebody hold this gas station up. I want to see this dog go, man. Because I could just see this dog like hurtling three aisles of lace potato chips and like right. I would love to the know, ground. Oh, just just to hear that guy yell the go word for the dog. I, I don't think you have to yell the go word for this kind of a dog. I think you do. Maybe because they have a command to start yeah. to stop. To, yeah, they do. They're the most highly this, trained dogs uh, in the world. I, listen, I, I knew I used to live next to a guy who trained Indiana State Trooper mm. uh, German Shepherds. But yeah, I mean, this, this dog just looked like it was already in like the mode of I need to watch what's going on. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. The dog was probably paying more attention than anybody else in the store. Without a doubt. <laughs> 100%. No, without a doubt. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a short break. We'll come back a little more with Lewis here on KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in lovely South Florida. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. With me, of course, the man, the myth, Mr. Honest Abe. What's up? And, of course, Paul, Hi. everyone's favorite producer. Everyone's favorite? Well, we did a poll. Nobody really liked me. I think I came in le- came lower in than you. Colin. Yeah, yeah, behind Colin, you're right. Because we, but that was when Erica was on the show. Then people liked her. I think that was. What did it have to do with coming behind Colin? <laughs> I probably could have come up a little phrasing, bit. Phrasing, still behind Colin. Phrasing. <laughs> well, Colin's cool, man. We're oh, you gonna... think Erica split the vote where Colin like was able to, like you know how what Prospero let Bill Clinton win? Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, the third party. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What? I wonder anyway, how she's doing. Moving on now. You, no I know you really do wonder how she's doing. I do. I know Paul spends time at night thinking, I wonder how she's doing. I wonder what's going on. Ooh, you don't think about people? Erica. No. <laughs> oh, we still have those. <laughs> no, I really don't. All right. I'd just like to know. Th- <laughs> it's not a stalker you're, thing. You're a creeper, too. <laughs> no, I'm not, That's dude. why you like Biden. I don't you like do. Biden. You can relate to Biden. You're, no, you're, you're, I am oh. not a creeper. You're a slight. Okay. I just, I'm just interested you're, in people. You're a creep. I'm fat. Right. You're a slight creeper. I'm fascinated by the things that make people work. Like <laughs> I, sure. a lot of things about Adam that I still to don't a really extent. It's not creepy. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit creepy. Yep. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, Adam. A little bit. Last night he was really nope. uncomfortable nope. with me. Nope. Were you creeping? Yes. Yeah, and I called him okay. on the way home. Sure. What was he? Creeping? Nope. No, we can't talk nope. about it. But I'll tell oh, you this, wow. it's something that 
Nope, I think he's nope, lying about. Nope. It's, we don't have to mention names or what we're talking nope, about. Nope, 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 he just, nope. He just anyway, won't we have Luis Cuevas of Casa Cueva Cigars here. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to put my reporter hat on now and like have to dig into this. Well, story. he's not so, going to do it on the air. Nope. So. Okay. It's something we don't listen. We have our limits on the air, right? So anyway, so, you, uh, <laughs> you, I would I like to get into the Cuevas' first full-bodied cigar, the La Mandera. Am I saying that right? La Mandaria. Mandaria. There you go. Yes. Okay. So that was this launched at the PC. What is now the PCA this year? Yeah, it was. It was launched mm-hmm. then. Um, so we'll get into that a little later. But let's we'll sure. talk about the cigars first. Okay. So. Can what you made just you introduce something and say we'll get to that later? <laughs> yeah. I, about the PCA. Oh, okay. uh, we're going to get into PCA. PCA. Okay, you threw gonna, me off. Okay. I what? said we're going to get into PCA later because it was launched at PCA. Got it. But I, I want to talk about the cigar. That's no, I was said I want to talk about the cigar. We'll get into PCA I later. It really wasn't good radio form there, but now I got you. Okay. I was a little confused. All right. You were, you were distracted. It was so a knuckleball. Let's talk about the cigar itself. <laughs> let's talk. Yes. So why now go into a full-bodied cigar? How did the, Obviously, this came out. You know, you guys got robbed, as we talked about in the previous segment. And you needed to rebuild, recreate inventory, and then let's create something new and put something completely different out on the market. Well, almost yes, but no, right? So um, we try to come up with something and capitalize on the fact that we have just been completely wiped out. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we're trying to maybe make a bit of a pun and and make a joke out of, Mm -hmm. uh, my son says the principal tool used to break through this wall, and we got this on video, was a sledgehammer. Mm. So he goes, why don't we come up with a cigar called the Sledgehammer? And then thinking back on the way my dad reacted to the robbery, which was, hey, you know what? I'm going to ship you what I got. We'll work on this. We're going to get it together. Sort of like that resilience kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it all kind of all worked together. And then you can't have a cigar called the Sledgehammer and make it the softest, lightest cigar in the world. <laughs> so you had, you had no choice but to come up with something a little now, more I'm assuming body. there's no residential anywhere near this. No. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, busting through the no. Sledgehammer is not the quietest no, and then they Process. use a cutting tool to get to try to get through the rebar. Wow! So they came back they with that as well. Rebar. Oh, yep. Wow. Yep. So right. anyway, that's how it came about. So that's it's been a positive. It was originally going to be a limited run. It's gotten such great reception that it's going to be full production from now on. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Thrilled with it. Now, how is the now that you've gotten restocked and everything? How is the how many like that was my other question? I want to go back to the factory and like how many cigars are you guys producing a month or per year at the actual factory? About three million. Oh, really? That's take. for everybody. Your brand, yes, yeah. my brand doesn't right. sell nearly right. that. You don't want yeah. to clarify that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I, we hope to get there, but we'll oh, we hope to get there. right. Yes, we're working on. It. And how how many how many when, when we when you were on almost three years ago, two and a half years ago. At that point, you just started. How many retail stores were you in at the time? Oh, God. I don't remember, but it had been in, what, three months? I believe it was 20. Yeah, it was nothing. I 26 right. is were actually, you, I think, was, the Was the number 26? I think it was, it was easy to remember. Because I just listened to it. Yeah. It was easy to remember, and I one think of, we're over 170 now. That's a job. How much? Over 170 now. Very nice. So we're doing well. Now, do you have uh, a sales force? We have the in-house, right? You Meeting my, my sales director. Okay. And after that, we've got brokers. I haven't gone in-house yet. Right. Um, and, and how many brokers do you have? Oh, God, five. So do you have most of the country covered? Not most of it. Uh, you don't have one in Florida, do you? No. Okay. No. South Florida is just us, northern like, Florida. No one's come in, so I wasn't sure maybe no, if I just missed no. it. or well, back, It's a big market. Why not? Uh, we just haven't got any of the it's right It's hard to fit. find a good rep, too. Yes, yeah. 
We have approached most, folks. Most of the good ones are taken. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. it. Or their portfolio is so so vast. Vast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're taken. They're full. Mm-hmm. You know. You don't want that. Yeah. You know. Um, here's a here's a little sesame seed on your stack of uh, you know. What's a typical number for somebody in South Florida for how many brands they represent as an independent? I know five. guys that have seven, nine. I, I think um, I think if they have three to five really solid companies that's fair that's a full that's a full boat that's a full boat and you can they can still work with that but right. you start getting to the bigger boys they got nine ten twelve whoa mm-hmm. yeah. yeah right where yeah. do you really fit in where do with you something fit in like that and, and you, your your job then is just order taker that's it mm-hmm. that's it i have to believe your job at that point is just order taker mm-hmm. because i'm not sitting here while you tell me about the 12 different brands you you represent you right. know what what 12 different companies got coming out new i mean I, who's got that kind of time no nope. you know it just comes too much Forget about it. <laughs> right. Indeed. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So tell us a little bit about the regular core product you guys have that's out there in the market right now. Well, uh, um, I don't know if you noticed, but aside from La Mandaria, we also launched two other lines, the Reserva, the Maduro, and the Connecticut, which is our grandfathered line. Apparently, that um, is not in my notes. It well is there. Grandfather, you mean it was around predi- oh, before the yeah, predicate date? Yeah. It was not listed yeah. as new, but yeah. okay. Okay. Is that a predicate blend? You mean, or is the brand actually a predicate brand? Both, right? So, because I only thought your company was three years old. No, but the factory's been around for thirty. But the factory was making. Uh, it doesn't have your name. It's an old Once upon brand. a time, it had my name. It was called Cuevas Abanos, and that my uncle and my uh, my dad had that. It faltered because they were not into this end of what I'm doing now. Right. So the, you, what you're doing now is three years old, but they had made an attempt to do something way back when, time. and Got then it. it turns out that I couldn't register. Abanos, but I could register Reserva. Right. And the loophole is you can still have that predicate blend, predicate brand, and you can rename it. You can't redo the blend, but you can right. rename it whatever you want to. So that's how that came about. Or so you the can blend, do that now anyway, but who knows? That might change in the future. That could change. So yeah. you can have a blend from a different company and take that blend and, and rename it under a different company name? Or no, because it's the same it, ownership, it, so it's well, a different listen, name. This is all still in the hypothetical. Right, so who knows? Correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> we're, the, we're, the consensus we need is, Mr. Herrera. The consensus is, is that blends that are predicate blends, meaning they existed, the blend Before, existed, right. Which how anybody can prove whether or not something's a predicate blend, I have no idea. Um, Write on a piece of paper and date it. Done. Okay. But <laughs> if it's a predicate blend, you could come out with it without having to file the same kind of paperwork as if you were making a new cigar. Right, okay. Because the blend existed before then. So there's some, from what I understand, I, I, I don't understand it half the time, but I guess there's some exemptness of using a blend that's a predicate blend as opposed mm-hmm. to, hey, we just made a blend last week. Right. Yeah. That's correct. And then by the same token, if you go to a factory that has predicate product... Well, any factory pretty much has been around, or they they got tons of predicate blends. Well, the idea, though, it would have to have been in the market for a certain amount of time and marketed and so forth. Mm -hmm. Again, Frank Herrera would would sort of guide that. The blend, not the The blend itself, not the brand or the name. Right, which kind of becomes problematic because then you could say, well, you know, there are only so many predicate blends, so at what point are we just getting the same cigar with a different band on it? So I I don't know. I, or, I really don't know. Or as Matt Booth likes to say, all it really is is rolled up tobacco bunched together in a phallic shape. <laughs> Brilliant! Unless Sounds like something Matt he Booth would say. might have some of his beard in it. You never know. You never know. You know, he smoked Matt Booth's beard. Was it his beard or was it his... No, it was uh, beard. No, it was beard. We told him That's it was... inconceivable. We, we told him it was his pubes, but... He, they said that after the fact. But it, it was his beard. Yeah. I mean, he literally took beard hair, rolled it in a 
cigar which he smoked. Did you smoke the whole thing? No. Nope. Why, nope. why, why nope. would you do that? Yeah. It smelled. Clay did it first. It smelled so oh. bad. Burning hair. Yeah, burning hair. Did, he, did you think you were having a stroke for a moment, Adam? No. You smell burning hair? <laughs> you just knew right away, what, after you took a couple puffs that something, something was that wrong? This something that Clay had set up with Matt and, and George Rico, because George Rico rolled it on site, yeah. right? They shaved Matt's facial hair. <sighs> George took it with some tobacco he had, rolled it, and then Clay was going to smoke it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Adam is such a Boofy fan. I was going to say, he would have smoked it no matter what. Said, you guys have to do this. I'm like, all right, fine. Dude. But you didn't know at the time that there was facial hair in it. Oh, you no, just he smoked knew. it. Yeah. No, he knew. Wait. In fact, I think we told him it was pubic hair. See, no, you didn't tell me that. You're changing the story. So you oh, knew geez. before that there was hair in the cigar. It was sticking out of the cigar. It. I was trying to make good radio content. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Is this, this is on the air? I have to find this it. This is a live Great Smoke. I've yeah. never One heard of the Great that. Smokes. That was at the German Club, yeah? The first German Club. That's Boofy, that's Boofy knowing that he can get Adam to do anything he wants. Pretty much. I, I, Ugh. Boofy could probably get Adam to do a lot. I think so, too. Mm. Now I'm questioning Adam. <laughs> now you're questioning him? Really? Anyway, we're still here with Lewis from uh, Casacueva Cigars. We go on tangents a lot. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. This is what we do. This is all uh, quality radio. Anyway, so... <laughs> Now that you've done, you know, two new blends, are you guys working on new, other new stuff that you're going to try and push into the market, or are you just going to focus on the core of what you have and we, work from we've there? We've got to focus on on the core and have it get some legs before you come up with something new and mm. new and new. I'm not saying by next July or whenever the IPC Pro lands again, late June, early July, uh, we may not have something. Mm. But right now, the idea is to have this take hold, which is why I didn't launch uh, the Cuevas Reservas until almost three years after we had first launched Casa Cuevas. I wanted it to get some roots, get get some grounding, and then come up with something new and so forth and so on. So that's the game plan. I don't know if it'll work. What are you finding your biggest hurdle into getting into hmm. new retail doors to be? Because um, at least now your name's kind of out there, right? Well, but, People are hearing it. They're seeing it. Now. You know, I think when you came on my show before, I had never even heard of the brand. You now. know, so, but what are the hurdles you're still finding yourself going through? The lack of uh, consumer walking into a, a well-stocked humidor saying, I want a Casa Cuevas. So you get that hurdle. So the individual says, listen, I, I, I don't want to work hard at selling your product. I like it. I like the price point, blah, 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 all that kind of good stuff. But if I put it here and Mr. X walks in, will he ask for yours? He goes, I don't want to do that. So how do we circumvent that? When we have the good brokers that we have and we make that deal, then we promise you, Mr. Store Owner, the cigars will be here, let's say, next Wednesday. All right, Thursday, he's going to walk in. This broker's going to walk in. He's going to do a cut and light. He's going to work your humidor. He's going to get in people's hands. hands. That's it. And, mm. and then beyond that, then I'm super confident that once you smoke them, you want to have you're going to want another one. Right. And I always tell people when they come and they meet me at events or whatnot, listen, I don't want you just to smoke my cigar. I get bored of my own stuff. I want to be part of your repertoire. Isn't that I want the to truth? be part of your repertoire. Most guys want to admit it, but isn't that the truth? Oh, of course. Right? You know, you of course. want to try something else. Yeah. Well, you got into this business because you like the product, yeah. too, right? Like, I mean, why can't you admit? You know who? There's a lot of brand guys that I'm starting to see that, though. They'll actually show that they're smoking another Skip cigar. Skip does it a lot. Skip Listen, does it. You know Juan who, can't sell He probably does doesn't it. have enough product of his own to smoke. You know who's <laughs> the originator of that? And if who? anybody could tell me I'm wrong, let me know. Jonathan Drew. Yeah? Yeah. Jonathan Drew would like at events because social media wasn't that big, you know, that long ago, right? Mm -hmm. But he would always be on boards, on bulletin boards or events because I'm going back to when bulletin boards were popular, right? 
Um, he would have a Camacho cigar. He would talk about this. Jonathan did that earlier than anybody else I knew. Huh. Yep. He, that's just a confident uh, guy. He, he just, hey, I, this is what I like. This guy makes good cigars. I enjoy it. I smoked it. So that it's was the reality, earliest. Uh, and yeah, I remember as a retail, I'm like, really? You know, because I had never seen this done before. I mean, yeah. this doesn't sound like smart marketing, right? But it's honest. It's as honest. I'm a smoker. I'm a cigar smoker. I enjoy these. And, right. You know, uh, that, w- that was the earliest I've seen anybody do that. Now it's common. A lot of guys will smoke. You'll see them post pics mm-hmm. of other brands. But that's the truth of the situation. I mean, right? You want to try different yeah, stuff. Well, I just want to be part of a humidor. Yeah. I mean, if you have a humidor with stock with just one brand, you're missing out. Oh, yeah. You're missing out. doesn't work. It doesn't work. Some days you feel like something different. Sometimes, some days you feel like a nut. Sometimes Ask you Sher- don't. Ask Nat Sherman. They'll tell you it didn't work. There you go. You know, for the longest time. That's not a dig. What are you laughing? It's a fact. Adam's and, laughing. Nat Sherman for years only sold Nat Sherman cigars, and it didn't work, and they slowly started bringing in General and so some other stuff. their store in Manhattan only had, well, at least when I had been there, it's only Nat Sherman. They don't have other brands Unless in there. Unless they changed it, that is not correct. That is not correct currently. Huh. Yeah. I have to remember now, because I've been in that store many times. Did you go upstairs? No. Yeah, that's where they keep all the most other cigars. Yeah. That, oh, that, I did not know I that. haven't been there forever. Actually, I take it back. I don't even think they're still in the building that I used to go to. I think they are. It's no, the building with the big clock they had in to front. Move. They had, They're on Madison no, Avenue. They they redid the entire front face like four or five years ago. Okay, so they're still in the same place. Oh yeah, they're still in the same I swear I, I think they, they own the, that the, building. The Nat Sherman townhouse, they will never get rid of that. Yeah, that they, was part of the assets. They that, own that building. That was one of the big assets in the sale too, um when Sherman sold to Altria. Yeah. That the, a building like that on Madison Avenue could be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. I just I mean, thought they had moved. I, I think they own it. Moved. But yeah, I mean, the upstairs is where they would. When I used to go there, they had the general. And I got it. You know, it's been product. so long. I haven't been yeah. been there. It Next doesn't time work. I go to Manhattan. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. The only time I ever see that work is like if you're going down to Perdomo's offices and you're in his lounge, right? His okay. It's always right because. He's not making a living selling those cigars or there. In, in Ybor City, the places that roll there, they usually just have their cigars, I think. But that's like a tiny little, you know, shop. Yeah. And that's, a no- that. that's a novelty of, oh, I'm walking into a place that rolled their own cigars and I'm right. going to buy this Maduro, this Abano, Yeah, they got whatever. like one employee, yeah. you know, two employees in the room. Yeah, There's a bigger uh, one. Where I'm trying to get them on the show, actually. Well, they, you do your job. I'm trying. But they, that's that's a, one of the larger ones there. Anyway, with that said, that's, I mean, it's a, it's. It's a good business sense to know that you're not going to be the only one in the humidor. So, getting the cigar into people's hands is the is the hardest part. Being confident I guess. in the product and just saying, "Hey, give give me a chance to. I, I want to be part of your go to rotation. That's all. Yeah. Keep smoking the other stuff, mm-hmm. and and more so because a lot of the competitors, quote unquote, are my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know a lot of those people. Yeah. So I have no problem coming out on Facebook smoking. Right. You know, an Espinosa mm-hmm. because I like Eric. You, know you do? I mean? and I like Jack Tron a lot, too. I do. I, I think do. he's on next week, is he? He is coming on next week. Oh, boy. I'm so upset that I'm not going to be here, though, because... I'm so happy. I've been smoking a lot of Espinosa lately. I don't know why. I just... I mean, I like it, You've but... been living the nug life. <laughs> oh, and... Well, so I my go between Laranja he, he, he can't do and the, nugs. He can't do the 100 milligram. It's too much for Polly. I don't... I, I actually like the taste of the 20 milligram better, to be honest, but I thought... I was scared that the 100 milligram nugs yet. was going to... It it doesn't it doesn't do much different than what the twenty milligram does, but I I like the nugs. I have a couple of them in my humidor right now, but I switch. I've been switching between nugs hear, and laranja. You hear that, Risty? You gotta get Paul one of those girly tank tops. You got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you? He sent you one, didn't he? Brandy's got it. I sent him a picture. Oh, oh you didn't post it online. 
He sent one for my wife. Well, she, you, know, you can't post pictures of my wife easily online without. She doesn't like it. No, you notice there's pictures of me and my kids mostly. Yeah, I, well, I always think that like maybe it's you leave her. her. I out. thought you leave her no, out. No, she doesn't Didn't want. Did you them? see the post where I took a picture when we were going to the Kiss concert? The face she made. I said, "This is why I don't think pictures." Like she. Was I have to look. go back and look. Oh yeah, well, it might have been just a. Um, what do you call a story? So it might not be okay. But yeah, it was a picture of me and another couple when we were going there. We're all having my wife's look at the corner like face of death, man, because I squeezed her in the Why photo. does she... She's gorgeous, your wife. Do I look like a psychologist? <laughs> <laughs> do I look like I specialize in psychotherapy? All right. You know, ask her. See how I, that, see how I'm that afraid works to out? ask her. Yeah, what are you crazy, you? man? Because yeah. um, guess what, Paul? Brandy going to cut a bitch. <laughs> I feel like Brandy likes one. me because she doesn't really know me. Brandy she's just like, very nice to Brandy me. Brandy likes anybody she's not married to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes! So anyway, uh, Lewis, I, we need I to had... do an interview with her. Yeah. Oh my God, would she come on? I don't know. Ask oh, her. I'm going to ask her. Okay. Oh, Go boy. ahead, continue, Adam, with so, your question. Lewis, uh, I had said <laughs> we were going to come back to the PCA, and obviously there was a lot of controversy surrounding all of it this year. Yeah. Now, as a smaller boutique company... Mm-hmm. Now, how did you feel about the overall name change or just how the overall aspect of the PCA this year? How was the actual show for you this year? Because we've gotten a lot of different responses from a lot of different manufacturers. It depends who you ask, right? So mm-hmm. for, for me, it's like uh, running your first race. It mm-hmm. was my personal best. I'd never had a booth there. I've been going to the, the show itself mm-hmm. for 15 years or so or 20 years. Right. With, uh, my and father. this was the first year you had a booth? Yeah. Wow. How big did you go? Uh, twenty by thirty it was a six hundred square foot booth. We had wow. an overhead sign. We went. We went. You went all standalone, out. independent. Yeah, I was. I've been reluctant to have a little ten by ten by the food court, mm-hmm. and you're an afterthought. So yeah. either you go big or you go home. And year one, we launched in April. The EIPCPR, what is PCA, whatever yeah. it's called now, was in July. So we walked around year two. We walked around, and because we have friends in the industry, we're holding meetings at other people's booths. Sure, you can't keep doing that. No. You start losing credibility and you start pissing people off. Right. So then year three, we got to do this. So how do we do it? I thought we did it right. And we were in a great position, a great location, right behind uh, the Padron booth, as a matter of fact, right next to it. Uh, Quesada was on one side. Espinosa was right off to the left as well. So, I mean, we, we did we did well. So it was a positive experience for you. It was a great experience. Uh, now, now, understand. Was it a financially sound experience? Well, you know what? I, lo- <laughs> I, I lost money. But I knew that going into it. Mm-hmm. However, I had a number in my head as to what the losses were going to be, and we exceeded that. We did better than what I thought. So I look Do at it as Do you feel the loss of money is justifiable? Um, That's a great question. You know what? My, my, my gut tells me over time, guys at his level, maybe a little, even a little bit bigger, are just going to end up getting to the point where they're just going to say it's not, not worth just, it anymore. It's just not justifiable You know what, Abe? If you ask me this question next year... Um, then I'd have a, a better answer. So right now I looked at it as first time experience, and, and mm-hmm. it was an investment, right? right? And mm-hmm. we still got some business out of it because I was there. So I sort of got to calculate what extra business. It's we like got. the first time having sex; you really don't realize how bad it was. That's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> exactly. What you like? Yeah, that but analogy? he's he's got residual business now <laughs> after this. So after a year of meeting new, you know, yeah, but. But next year I don't know if it's right, going to warrant right. the expense. The, 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 the new business is small every year. Right, the new business. Mm-hmm. Right, you're gonna get business, but he's already got 170 customers that he's gonna sell to anyway. Mm-hmm. So, how many new customers is he gonna get, and how much does that expenditure correlate to that? Right, correct. And can that be spent better in acquiring double the amount of new customers? So, or I, I have a feeling that, especially at, at his level, and even bigger than 
you know, his level. Guys even, even you know, halfway up the chain say, mm-hmm. they're just going to come to... Re- I know a lot of them are talking like they really can't stand it anyway, and it's not cost but I think, I'll, I think, I really think that Swisher, uh, not Villiger or Swisher? It's for, it's for Villiger. Villiger pulled out. Villiger yeah. has paved the way now to for people to say, you know what? I guess it's really no big deal. Well, TPE is looming large, too. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my other prediction is I think TPE will acquire. I'm, I'm there. I'll the be PCA. there in January. Um, They're flying in double the amount of retailers this year. And the they expense. Fly you in. And mm-hmm. I, I can guarantee you sitting here right now that after I finish TPE, I will have made a profit. The the investment is so welcome. Minimal, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, well, the difference is it's run like a company. The marketing okay. people, putting it together, people, full-time people. It's not, you know... A side oh, job. It's not. Yeah, side job. They offers perks to a bunch of retailers who you know been in the industry. Who's it's not really their full time concern, right? Uh-huh. So it's 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 managed differently, and that's why I think it's going to either surpassing or they'll merge. I mean, I really don't see any reason to have two shows, two major shows. You can have one major. There show. There used to be four. <laughs> one major show, one major location. Segmented off different areas, different people can go. And you want to know what? You may have more synergies. You may have a guy like me who will go into the the C store side and whatnot. And say, hey, you know what? I, I don't really normally like this kind of stuff. This particular thing may work in my store or whatnot. Yeah. Or guys on that side who may get a little bit more into premium, right? You know, like, like the TPE, which is the TPE, which is exactly what the TPE is. So I, I just it's I, exactly I, what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the future holds for that. No, but honest. it's interesting. It's interesting. I'm yeah. excited about January. I am looking forward to it. How how are your feelings on CigarCon? I was <laughs> listen. Because I was you, I, you're the new guy on the blocks. So I wasn't probably, happy with it. Um, I I you weren't happy with it. Why? I couldn't wrap my brain around it. So the, well, the I way, don't think they wrapped their brain around it. Well, to be that's honest, obvious, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here I am. Uh, day one is going to be a complete waste with a bunch of people walking in. Complete uh, utter waste of a day. It's mm. a waste of a day, and then I've got to essentially set up twice because I can't have what I have for displays for all these folks and what I'm going to show prospective clients that own stores and retailers. And how many of those people you think you would have seen on day one? Probably next to none because we're going to give tickets and what they're going to do is they're going to run straight over the... Tickets for they're going to run to Fuentes, they're going to yeah. run to so, Padron, so you, you I saw, can't blame them. Right, you saw you saw the, the flaws immediately. Yeah, I so, was not happy. But you, were you prepared to partake in it next year if, if it didn't... I had an angle, I remember showing this with Gabriel Alvarez, I go, what we'll do day one is we just won't show up. <laughs> I just won't be there. But, but I, I thought they whole, to, totally had a thing in there that you had to exactly. have. Exactly. We but had an emergency. Had to be there. You know? We had an so, emergency. <laughs> um, and then uh, after that, I was going to also pay attention to the companies that didn't sign up immediately. Mm-hmm. There were a lot. Yeah. Which nobody talked about. So, uh, exactly. Which so I, I was keeping about. an eye on them. If they're not going, hell, I'm not going to go. Right, right. Which yeah. was another question I had. If, had they kept all this, had you initially signed up, had you already paid your deposit for next year. I would have had to see how it would pay out. I did not pay the deposit for next year. Oh, wow. I balked on that, too. Um, but I know a lot of other companies did, but I was kind of watching. Even TPE, before we signed up for it, I picked up the phone, and I called you know, principals in different companies. I said, do you think it's worth it for me? People that I have faith in that have been in the industry a yeah. while. And they gave me the green light, and I everybody, did it that way. Everybody talks extremely highly about that event. Yeah, I'm excited. Everybody. I'm excited. Yeah, we've had a, a bunch of guys come on recently talking about it. Recent, I had never heard about recently it. Recently, publicly, but mm-hmm. I've always heard the talk for four, five, six years. Hmm. Last three years, mostly, I guess. In fact, but, that might be a good get. Paul, try to get the heads of the TPE. Yeah. Yes. Put that That's on your list. Idea. How do we not get them on yet? Yes, Paul. In fact, we know somebody very good over there. Do we? All right, yeah. send me the contact, and I'll take Dawn. Dawn's there. Yep. 
They stole the best person from the PCA yeah, and hired. Why, why, did, why are you looking at Adam? Did he have a thing? No. Adam, <laughs> no, Adam dealt with Don a lot. He yeah. knew who I was talking about. That's why I knew he, he has a crush no, on her. No. Oh. I knew you had no idea who I was talking about, but, but I knew was, exactly. We, we know Don. We know Don over there, and she'll be probably happy get somebody on top she'll of PPE. She'll be happy to pick up Don. the phone. You got her number. I'd, you like to, I'd like to ask them how how many bags of popcorn they sat and ate as they watched the <laughs> flames burn down <laughs> on Cigar Con. See how, how honest they'll be. Absolutely, that'll they be a great thing laughing. to have. Th- that'll be a great conversation. Don, you'll be hearing from me uh, soon. I doubt she's listening but today. Recall. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. she be listening? I don't know. Just she's probably it. busy. I never see her in the group. Yeah. So. All right. Anyway, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have more with Lewis, and we'll see who belongs and to Coop the cigar in Saint Asylum. And Coop's Coop. calling. Coop. All right. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Nish Patel from Rocky Patel Premium Cigars. I want to introduce you guys out to our Old World Reserve Corojo made in a Honduran facility. What a beautiful medium-bodied cigar. When you light it up, it's got a gorgeous white ash, and you get that sweetness from that delicious Corojo wrapper, a little bit of spice, and a lot of nuttiness. Go to your local brick and mortar, check out the Old World Reserve Corojo. You will not be disappointed. Again, what a delicious cigar. A Toscano cigar is the perfect combination of American and Italian craftsmanship. Made with American and Italian dark-fired cured tobacco, Toscano cigars are produced by hand by the cigar rollers of Luca, Italy. Smoking a Toscano helps you escape from the real world for those few perfect minutes, like when you're sitting at home on a terrace after a long day's work pondering life and how beautiful things are. A Toscano cigar can take you back through over 200 years of history and elegance. There's only one Toscano. Available worldwide, Toscano is now available at your local premium cigar retailer. Hello, this is Glenn Case, owner of Christoph Cigars. Smoking a cigar is all part of the experience. For me, there's nothing better than gathering with friends after an amazing steak dinner and smoking my GC Signature Series paired with a fine glass of scotch. Good conversation and a few laughs is always better when smoking Christoph. Start enriching your downtime. Go to Christoph.com and click on the Discover Your Christoph tab to find the Christoph cigars that are right for you. Upgrade your downtime with Christoph. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with taste of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it's lying to you as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there's no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias or that it's intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua. With over 20 years in the cigar industry, Eric Espinoza has done it all. He began in retail, became a sales manager, developed and owns his own brands, and today is internationally known as a manufacturer of top-quality premium cigars. Nothing gives Eric more pleasure than to be able to make his own cigars for consumers worldwide to enjoy. Experience cigars made in the Espinosa way. La Ranja Reserva, Murcielago, 601 and Espinosa Habano in Connecticut. For more information, visit EspinosaCigars.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? Your funeral? That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. Here, try this Rick Loose cigar. You're going to need all the help you could get. Hey, don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Rick Loose. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. Hey, I think you should stick with that Rick Loose cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game, and, and I know a little something about games. Boom. Hey, sucker, go buy yourself a Rick Loose cigar and do it today. 
Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. Great and fun times are always made better with great food. Come experience a new menu by Rum Shack at the world-famous Spearmint Rhino in West Palm Beach. Featuring exciting new and delicious offerings. Experience their one-pound New York Strip Steak Special for just under $15 daily until 10 p.m. Enjoy a fine lunch without breaking your wallet every Tuesday and Saturday from their $7 lunch menu. No matter the time or day, the kitchen is open till close at Spearmint Rhino, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Mr. Honest Abe. Hey, hey, hey. And, of course, Paul, the Hi. producer. That's Hi. such a great title, Paul, the producer. Would you like something else? No, I'm, like, I'm a fan of alliteration. Paul, the guy who likes to show up occasionally and wants to whine about whatever he can whine about. (laughs) How was that? Pretty much sounds like Paul. Uh Anyway, it's time for uh, The Scoop with Coop. Hey, y'all, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. On the line from Tar Heel Country, Mr. William Cooper. Koopa Loop, what is going on? Hey, guys. Hey, Luis. How's it going today? How are you? How are you, Coop? Good to doing good. Doing good. good. From you. So, Coop, what is going on in the cigar world this week? We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but there was a big announcement um, in the world of acquisitions in that Scandinavian Tobacco Group announced their... Uh, going to be acquiring Royal Agio cigars. And, oh, that's um, right. You weren't on last week. Is, yeah, that's right. You were on last week. I wasn't on last week. You weren't on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Who's on first? Um, but this is a big what? announcement here because um, Royal Agio really is a, uh, it's a larger company. They have a big presence in Europe. They're big in the machine-made space. But it's gotten a lot of um, notoriety among cigar enthusiasts here because of the Balmoral brands, which are their premium lines. But this was an acquisition that was really targeted at um, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which obviously owns General, trying to solidify their position in the European market in the machine-made market segment. And they actually said that in a press release. And really the big question that's kind of coming out of this is, what's this going to mean for Balmoral? which they've been trying to make a big push in the U.S. market with right now. And um, there's a lot of questions in terms of what Scandinavian is going to do with that particular brand right now. And a lot of people have been disappointed because Balmoral's gotten some nice buzz in the industry right now. What is it, what is it you think they'll do with the brand? I, 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 my gut is, it's, you know, if you look at the past history, it's pri- there's not going to be room for that brand in the portfolio. Why not? Beco- because there's a ton of brands already... In the uh, we look on the general, they already have too many brands. They've already, you know, we had when we were with Jack Tarano, pretty much sunsetted. Um, you know, Dunhill shedded from their portfolio a few years ago. I, I don't see 
where there's room for this and well, how I they're going to market this brand. No one's, listen to me, in, in the day of age of predicate blends, and Balmoral is a predicate brand, it, just to let you know. Yes. Uh, um, I don't see that brand going anywhere. But what, what Tarana was predicate. So wait, 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 am I lost here? Maybe I'm not understanding what you're saying. Do they not make Tarano anymore? What they make it, but they've pretty much, as far as Tarano goes, it's a brand that's kind of sunsetted right now. That brand is not really getting a lot of buzz I, anymore. I, I, I got news for you: brand sunset because the consumer market allow it to sunset because they've sunset it. No one sunsets a brand that's doing great. But they could, you know, you, like you were just saying earlier, you know, in total lease, those blends could become something else technically. Now, that's a possibility, but that's not why the acquisition happened. Yeah, they didn't I, get this acquisition to push Balmoral in the U.S. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. And, and I understand it's a side note, but I don't think anything's going to happen to the brand. I think the brand's just going to go in the portfolio. I don't think General or Altus or any of these guys ever worry about how expansive their portfolio is. I think it's irrelevant to them. Um, they just don't put the effort or the marketing in brands that don't hold, but especially with something like Balmoral or Tarano, it's never going to go nowhere. I mean, I, I, unless you tell me as a retailer, I can't pick up the phone, call General, and order whatever Tarano I want, what's the problem? I don't well, understand. I, I, agree, I agree with you, but you, like you just said, are they going to put the marketing and the effort into doing that? I, I understand. I mean, this, if they're yeah. not, that means no one's buying it anyway. I, 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 I still don't see where there's a concern. Balmoral is not going to go anywhere. I'm going to order it whenever I want it, and if they're mar if they're not marketing it or pushing it or putting the effort that maybe Asia was doing on their own, well, it's because they don't have to. If the brand was viable and all this effort that they have put into it for the last year had some sustenance, they'd continue to do it. But I don't think the brand's going anywhere. I think if there's Balmoral fans out there, a year from now you'll be able to get whatever Balmoral you're pretty much getting now for the most part. You see them investing in that brand and, and growing it like they've been trying to do the past few years. I don't know if they're going to invest in that because I don't look at their numbers. I don't have the bottom line and what the viability of the brand is and how much effort they put into it and how it, the segment's either grown or dropped. So I don't know, but it won't go nowhere. Listen, these people have rollers. Factories have rollers. they got to stay busy. You know, you can't just send them home. So, it's just, you know, the production may go down on it. But if the production's going down on it, it means ultimately, listen, i got news for you at the end of the day. There's only one thing that dictates what cigars people's making, and that's you guys, the consumers, the end consumer. Right. That's you true. guys have the ultimate say. I don't care what they, unless you're insane, you know, or unless you're Fuente and just want to do charity work and, you know, making cigars and selling cigars, in my opinion, is not like their primary thing, right? Did you say that out loud? I did. I mean, look, it's the truth. I mean, I'm not trying to lie. I'm not trying to put them down, mm -hmm. but I just don't think that's the direction of, of, of where that family's things are now. Now, I know the daughter's been getting very involved in heavy, but Carlito's always been very passionate about charity, mm -hmm. right? And, and doing things for charity and developing that country and leaving a legacy behind. I right? just got a shipment from him yesterday that I had to ship out for a charitable organization that we deal with every year. That's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, saying, I'm not saying that, you know, I, it just sales is not their primary thing, right? Because, mm -hmm. look, I mean, I'm, I'll say it. There's no reason 20 years later that Opus X just can't be a product that sits on cigar shelves all year long. There's no reason. Agree. I mean, Agree. there's no reason. Everybody, anybody who knows anybody in this industry can, will tell you that there's not one legitimate reason why shelves just can't have it as a regular line all year long on my shelf, right? 
So that being said, as the manufacturer, do you I agree? Him, I don't want to put Come him on. on the spot. Go ahead. You're a Dominican spot. manufacturer. Do you agree? <laughs> I don't want to be up. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to put him on the spot. I'll plead the fifth on that one. Good man. Good spot. man. But, <laughs> Adam started pointing. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to ask him. Come on. Say it. Say it. But, you know, so there's no point in it. So. If if your ultimate goal as a manufacturer is to to sell cigars and deliver products to consumers who want them, ultimately the consumers dictate what they're going to make, and that, that's pretty much standard for I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of any manufacturer in this industry. Are you making cigars that nobody wants to buy? No, I mean it's just <laughs> sense. so. I didn't mean to poo-poo on your news story. I just didn't understand. No, no, that's, that's what we have. We have the engaging conversation here. Yeah, I just didn't understand what the concern was. I just didn't see. Well, Don I mean, Moore that concern's out there. I mean, whether you know, like I said, it's out there. Well, honest Abe will tell you all that it's pretty much unfounded in my opinion. <laughs> What's yeah. next? People will be relieved. What, what else? What else we got going on this yes, week? Yes, everyone sleep better at night tonight. Don't no, worry, Balmoral's not that, going. It'll what other there according story. to honest Abe. <laughs> What other news story can Abe squash for you? <laughs> I don't know. This one will be pretty interesting. I don't know if you can squash this one, but uh, you, you mentioned Espinosa. There is uh, some new line extensions coming out, the three of their lines. Um, they are coming out with Corona-sized line extensions to the Crema, Abano, and Garanja Reserva lines. So it's a 5 by 42 size they're adding to each of those lines. It's kind of a size that Espinosa really hasn't done a lot with the Corona size in their portfolio. So they're kind of uh, rounding out, you know, the portfolio, so to speak. Uh, at least it's not a Lancero, I was, I was saying. So um, <laughs> those should be hitting the stores this month. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll make sure you keep your eyes on the shelves for those bad boys. We'll talk to Eric about it next week. Also true. And why he's trying to extend all these lines with Coronas. Interesting to see. Uh, mm -hmm. So what else we got, Coop? Uh, another line extension announced was an, under Alec Bradley, the Magic Toast line, uh, which the line has done pretty good for them. They've announced a new four and a half by sixty size, known as the Chunk, and um, that's, that's going to be the fourth size in the one, Magic right? Toast line. Yeah. Which, which was one of the lines, like I said, it, it, it was one of the better do, uh, lines that came out uh, from Alec Bradley in terms of it was received very well. Um, that's scheduled to hit stores in November um, with that new size, and it's the fourth size you'll see in the Magic Toast line. Okay, all right. Well, we will keep our eyes out on that. Anything else we got going on this week? Um, Drew Estate Underground Dogma is heading to retailers. So uh, that's a cigar I think folks are familiar with. Um, is this the second that is the wave? Cigar that was originally uh, the Cigar Dojo exclusive. Um, that was originally, I think, it launched at Smoke In and was an exclusive to Smoke In. A 6x56 box press Grand Toro um, size um, based on the Underground Viva blend. And uh, last year, Drew Estate brought back the Dogma as a national release to its Drew Diplomat retailers, and from what it looks appears now, it's, it's going to be an annual release going forward. Coop, Abe so has a question. That has now hit the shelves. Is, is this the second phase of its release? Because it was originally released at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, and then you know we had an allotment that was released. And I, I thought it was supposed to have been released like a week after that. Is this like the first wave of Dogma going out? Um, I think what they did, Abe, and this is, you see, is there was some soft launches made to some to some folks, but the national rollout uh, was over the last week where uh -huh. the Drew Diplomat retailers received their allotment. But I think there was a, a, a softer launch in the weeks before that. Got it. All right. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I know what a retailer's first. I know several retailers received their first shipments. Drew State officially, press release-wise, announced 
that those shipments were occurring. So basically, we're special. Well, we we're are. special, yeah. yes. Understood. <laughs> so what's coming up this week on cigar-coop.com? Um, so a couple of things. First, on, on the review front, um, I'll be reviewing the Aroa Dark mm-hmm. by Christian Aroa, so that's going to be coming up. And on the primetime front, um, Lars Keaton's is going to be our guest on Thursday. Oh, Dude, what a pull. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll Paul, it's going to be an interesting interview, it. I can tell you that. Come on, is, Paul. Is it, a, is it a call-in? Yeah. It's it, a it, Skype, it's right? It's a remote. Ro- it's yeah. it's going to be, yeah, we're going to be using our, our, our the video platform. So he's not going to be eating live, but we did request his guitar. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I may have to make sure I'm tuning in for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably it's going to be unpredictable. Uh, I think that's very much an accurate representation. Uh, Coop, as always, thank you for the wonderful work you do. Make sure you check out Cigar-Coop.com for all the latest news, reviews, and high-quality reporting on what's going on in the cigar world. Take care, everyone. All right, that's William Cooper from the Tar Heel State, giving us all the best stuff we had going. All right, oh, man. You know, it's interesting, like, obviously, I wanted to go back to the Scandinavian and the Balmoral and the Royal Agio. It was very interesting because they definitely wanted it for the European market. They wanted to expand upon their machine-made and, you know, really bluster into that market. And I don't think they're worried about the premium side. And it's all definitely a money grab because Royal Agio sells billions of dollars in cigars in Europe. I understand, but it's no secret that they're not worried about the premium side because these companies aren't worried about passing anything that helps a premium cigar exemption. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not where their money's at. It just also seems interesting. I found it interesting that they were buying a company at this point when, you know, they kept having down market um, turns on their their annual report. ST... Scandinavian, Scandinavian kept having down numbers for the last year and a half, I want to say, on their annual report. But we've had people on here say that, that, that they're silently picking up everything, and now that now it's making the press, I guess, more. But it, it seems like that's their strategy, to just buy every single possible competitor, at least in that side I, of the market. I just don't know how antitrust laws don't get involved at some point. See, that's an excellent question. I'm not smart enough to answer it, mm-hmm. but I just, some point... Got to be some antitrust. Well, is anybody issues. looking at this industry for that type of thing? I, I, I mean, they're I looking doubt at it. For everything else. I mean, you know, I, mean, but I don't that, know. But that's also mostly European as well. That's a lot of European. And how how is anybody really, you know, looking at that in Europe and trying to, you know, uh, legalize or just you know lawyer it and just anything part of it? So I don't know. I mean, if I were a cigar manufacturer in this day and age, you, and, you have and one in the room. If well, you want so, to ask. So if Scandinavian offered to buy you out right now, would you do it? Or would you would you stick around? Buy out what? The brand? Buy out just the brand. Yeah. Just the brand. Buy out just the brand. I mean, they offered the right number, yeah, because you can just come back again and do it a few years. Do another one. compete and you do it again, yeah. Of course. There you have a very yeah. honest answer. That is a very honest answer. So, Lewis, um, obviously you've mentioned earlier in the show that you've been doing a lot of traveling and going on through things. Uh, what is your schedule going forward? How, how are you in the next couple of weeks? You got any place you're going to be you want to tell our listeners for? No, sure. I mean, well, not that they can join me. Next week, I'm going to be in Dominican Republic at the factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I come back. Then I'm here again. And then I will be in Denver, Colorado. And then uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, wow. Albuquerque. Albuquerque for the we don't hear a lot of I the like Festival. Albuquerque. You go to the Loop Festival? Yeah, we are. One of my mentors, um, Sal Fontana, God rest his soul, Oh, you've talked about this, yeah. The, took, that you took he me took to you. my first and only ever hot air balloon festival. It was the October before we got married, uh, the following year, and um, 
Uh, it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. He had a friend out there who had a big connection with Wells, Wells Fargo, so we're in the Wells Fargo tent area. Sure, sure. Watching, have you, have you ever been there before? I've, I've been to Albuquerque, but I've never been to the Balloon oh, Festival. Oh, you're going to love it. I so think got, we talked about this last time while he was on the air. Mm-hmm. You talked about the Balloon Festival, believe it or not, it like three up, years maybe, ago. But yeah, they do a flame thing at night where they just they all glow at night. They have them all lined up in fields. They turn on the heat, and they just all start glowing. I'm, I'm looking I, forward to it. Yeah, and watching everything going up. And get get a ride while you're out there. You can get a ride. I'm, I'm going to try. We're, yeah. we're going to be at a, at a great shop called Monty's um, in Albuquerque. And uh, we're going to be doing a essentially a, a presentation. That's the wrong word to use. An event. Uh, I'm lacking the word. There during the festival itself. Oh, cool. So if I'm able to get a ride somewhere along the way, it'd be great. My son's traveling with me for this. Be so I'm excited to. about that. Which is another thing I wanted to ask you about because you know your kids are 21, 20. Are you encouraging them, or are, do they have any interest in the business, or have they well, strayed away? Are they trying to find their own path? My well, they, they have to find their own path first of mm-hmm. all. In my house, uh, you, you can't just put all your eggs in this basket. I think we may have talked about this last time, but probably um, the the idea being, I don't know how long this will last. What I'm doing for a living, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's all these obstacles mm-hmm. now, and right. we're lepers, and we can't smoke anywhere, and so forth and so on. So my son is in his third year of accounting at FIU. My daughter wants to go to law school. She's in her second year now of undergrad. So the idea being my daughter has no interest. My Mm -hmm. son does. And he Hmm. does work with me part-time. He does. He was with me at the IPCPR, working the booth. He's going to travel with me, let's say, to this Denver Mm -hmm. and um, Albuquerque visit. Um, So he straddles that with school. But he's got to finish school if he wants to become a CPA, cross that hurdle, jump over that hurdle. You get established. You want to do what I'm doing. Come on in. But that's your insurance policy. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I need him to have it. And my daughter, the same thing. She may not want to do it. Let's say down the line, she goes, you know what, Dad, I want to do this. Fine, if I'm still around. Knock on wood or for Mike or whatnot. But, <laughs> yeah, but you know, but the, the truth of the matter is you need something to fall back on. You need something. Always. Something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a degree or a skill. I mean, I don't, I don't trade, really care. A trade right? doesn't matter. Yep. But, yeah. I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Can, you I have work a, here. I want to go back to something. You rode in a in a hot air balloon, Abe? <laughs> no, I'm actually asking. I can't imagine you getting in a hot air balloon. I feel like you wouldn't go up. Like, don't you I have a sky- heights thing? No, I would skydive if, if, if I could legally do it. Why can't you legally weight, do it? Weight capacity? No kidding. I, I grew a lot of things. Well, uh, you're dropping zip, from the air. Why is zip, there a weight <laughs> capacity? <laughs> parachute, liability insurance, mm-hmm. zip lining, bungee jumping. I grew. I grew the weight capacity. Indoor skydiving. I got to do a couple times before I outgrew it. I outgrew the weight capacity for the majority of these types of events by the time I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. Huh. Most rides at theme parks, that's usually typically a chest issue with me. It, they won't close. It won't lock. Right. I can't get that fourth click or whatever it is that needs to happen. <laughs> fourth click? Yeah. When you all like and you go... It's never. It's not the waist issue. It's always the, the chest mm. the, the chest harnesses that got to click like four times sure. and it won't. Well, Get so with this with this challenge, maybe that we could celebrate if you win the challenge. I'll take you to Disney World. The stand, yeah, that that's doable. But the standard for most policies is typically two fifty, three hundred. Sometimes you could find. Like I went parasailing once, which well, so you have a goal to set then. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's my yeah, driving to force. Go parasailing, <laughs> yay! <laughs> On a better note, going back to Albuquerque, I mean, anyone El Camino. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. When they released the teaser. Did you see the trailer? Oh, I saw the teaser and the trailer I've seen. The teaser. I only saw the one that you posted. Are you a fan? I I mean, I watched Breaking Bad. I I loved it. You watch it or watch it? I watched it. I watched the whole thing. Breaking Bad fan or no? Big time. So you're looking forward to this? Yes, I am. I didn't kick. I don't remember the date. October 11th. (laughs) So you got Peaky Blinders coming out, and then a week later, you got El Camino. This is going to be a good October. And the crazy thing is, like, (laughs) they put out the teaser six weeks before the date. Like literally, just here's a teaser, and it's gonna come be here in six weeks. It was like, oh, and the b- best part is like in the trailer, I have no idea what's gonna go on. No, I, I have, have no, no idea, idea what it's about. I have yeah, no that's idea. What what I don't. Understand. And the best part about the trailer, I have no idea who the guy at the end of the trailer who who um, says are you ready? He's having a standoff with. I think so too. I don't know. Are you ready? I think yeah. it is too. I, I, that's why I asked him. My, oh, you don't have Facebook? I keep forgetting. Yeah. I said, is that Robert Cranston's voice? It sounds like it. I don't know, but yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, but be a good October. You think that 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 uh, teaser trailer pumped you up? Uh, did you not read my post? I'm just I I, I was confused watching it. I don't care about understanding. What, this is why you're a weird person. Who cares about understanding the trailer? You'll understand the hour and it a half. It didn't make movie. me want to watch it. Really? I mean, I'm going what? to watch it. Are you kidding me? You, you are no, weird. No. As weird it as, didn't make me want to watch it. I just want it. you to know, when you look at Adam and you see all these oddities <laughs> that so intrigue you, yeah, pretty much I look at you the same way. What are you t- Dude, we are nothing alike. No offense to Adam, but you, Adam no, no. is an anomaly and there may listen, never be another listen, one like just him. Just because you're nothing alike doesn't make you equally as odd. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I'm excited for. I'm excited for you're it. Just a I want to see pickle. it. I did not think that was the greatest trailer in the world. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. The teaser was the best because it was just Skinny Pete sitting there going, "I don't know if he's going west, east, if he's going to the moon or whatever." But even if it wasn't, guess what? After what they did to him, I still wouldn't tell you where Jesse Pinkman is. Wait, I didn't see that. I saw the, oh, yeah. the other one that you posted on the KMA page. It didn't make a difference, dude. Everybody's excited about it. That trailer did not make you not want to be excited. I didn't do anything for me yeah. to push me. To kind of like a lot of things in life. <laughs> anyway, let's see this week who belongs in a cigar and Santa Asylum. Welcome to the Cigar Asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This week, who belongs in a cigar in Santa Asylum brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Edmund Lancaster and his wife... Well, Okay, yeah, Edmund Lancaster and his wife, Gloria, were at a petting zoo in Louisiana when their dog crawled under the camel paddock fence to allegedly run and get some treats from the enclosure. Now, by the way, like, I saw this uh, story last night on James Corden. This was at a gas station petting zoo. A gas station petting zoo, That was left out of what you're reading there. Wow. It was a gas station petting zoo. The gas station had a camel. Had a camel and a petting zoo. Where was this gas station? In Dubai? In Louisiana. Louisiana. I know. In Dubai. What's a camel doing at a gas station in Louisiana? There's camels that live five blocks away from your house. All right. So anyways, he was throwing (laughs) some treats and the dog runs in there. After the dog and the camel began interacting, Gloria... 73 years old of Milton, Florida, crawled under the barbed wire fence. Always a good idea. Yep. <laughs> to retrieve her pet. Apparently, she provoked the camel by getting in its personal space, and it reacted harshly by sitting on her. Oh. While under the 600-pound camel... Wait for it. Gloria took evasive action to get the animal off her. She bit him in the testicles. <laughs> 
I, I wish there was some video footage of this somewhere. I just want to see the camel's eyes when his testicles get bit. I'm like seeing the cartoon, you know, where the eyes bulge up and open up, right? 100%, yeah. No way. Further investigation found that the couple had revoked the camel and were cited for leash law violations and criminal trespassing. Congratulations, Miss Camelbiter. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. Yep. Only in Florida. Wow. Well, it was in Louisiana, but it happened to be a, a woman from Florida. There's a connection always. Yeah, it's always. Yeah, give away. Oh, right. yes. And nothing says I'm going to try and save myself by biting a camel <laughs> in the testicle. Yeah. <laughs> biting Joe Camel. Anybody remember Joe Camel? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Wow. Everybody in the room knew that. Of wow. course. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I remember. I remember. I bet you some of that memorabilia is immensely valuable right now. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I, I remember them talking about it to us in school. How they're trying to sucker you into smoking cigarettes by showing you a cool cartoon camel smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, what's so cool about a camel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Right? It make me Super want to smoke cool cigarettes. Camel. Nothing says fun times like an alpaca. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it works for me on Cheetos. <laughs> they've, they've made that character such a douche, if I may say so myself. He used to be like cool and elusive, and now he's like so full of himself. And What's his name? Chester Cheetah. Chester, Chester Cheetah. Cheetah. Yeah, I don't like him now. He's a cocky SOB. You're just odd. <laughs> <laughs> You're agitated by a cartoon, a fictional cartoon character. Yeah. Now, Tony the Tiger. Because he's gotten cocky. Now, Tony the Tiger, that's where it's at, man. He's I like awesome. when they go, oh, this looks like a beluga whale. Well, let's find out. And then you go home and they find, <laughs> find a beluga whale and they hold it up. Oh, yes, it is a beluga whale. I think they're entertaining commercials. Oh, fantastic. Louis, thank you for being here. And uh, best of luck to you and Casa Cueva Cigars. And, uh, Casa Cuevas. Casa Cuevas, sorry. And hopefully no one breaks into your humidor again. I, oh, doubt, not... I doubt it's going to be that easy anymore. He's probably it's got, like, not, he's not got poisonous fog that shoots right? out, tacks that come flying. Electrostatic flooring. <laughs> yeah. right? and, and I think I'm going to try to get that German Shepherd we spoke of earlier. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That'll do it. Yeah. You know, they, won't, they won't even eat food that the owner doesn't give them. Wow. Oh, yeah, because otherwise you just drug them. Wow. Yeah, my sense. If your owner, if you, the owner, the dog's owner, doesn't feed that dog, he will not eat food. What if you have a dog sitter? What if somebody else has to feed the dog? It those dogs eat? don't get sit, dude. Mm -mm. You take the dog everywhere? I'm just telling you, those dogs yes. are trained not to. Like you in the movies where they throw a piece of steak in with some drugs. Yeah, yeah I, it works for my no, dog every time. Yeah, real dogs, real like, tactical training dogs, don't eat food that people give them. Hmm. For that reason. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yep. So, yeah, the more you know here on KMA Talk Radio. <laughs> and we're you know. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have uh, now you the know. dog whisperer himself on to talk about Eric Alpinosa. He's yeah. a dog whisperer? <laughs> no, no. I oh, because he's the alpha dog? Yeah, well, that's also true. Yes. Yeah. You know, all right. This is going to be a good wild show. Oh, yeah. Maybe Eric. I'll call in. Please don't. Yes. Oh, all right. Please don't. You Please. act like you add something to the show. Dude, you love me so much. And and you you're like trying love? to push yeah you're trying to love? push me away you love? love me so much you're trying to love push me away such a big word man. yeah you do you do appreciate enjoy love no I, don't I think know, you man. I think you love Mock. me and you try to push me away when I let you down when I'm not here I push everybody away yeah well you know, it's not gonna work I'm not gonna I get, I get claustrophobic I'm not gonna let you push me away Abe <laughs> Jerry Maguire episode what the hell is this? What the hell is he dying this morning? I think it's the morning? exact same thing. We listen to Jerry Maguire. No, you but... had me at hello, Abe. <laughs> are, you, are you having me at hello? What is, is this? What's going on? 
Hello. <laughs> you need to. I just. You can express we, your feelings. We, we need to get off. We need to cut the show before this gets all like sensitive. <laughs> anyway, we hope everybody had a great time. This is KMA Talk Radio. If you missed any part of it, check out the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. You can catch all the highlights nice. and all the great stuff and the podcast from iTunes on Monday. Yes. Uh, till then, and as always, we'll be here with Eric Espinoza next week, live and ready to go. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. <laughs> Cigar Fairy's making round. Yeah, that's fantastic. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio.